Hey, hell of a show tonight in the hideout. I forgot it's Friday. Big stuff going on tonight. One of the big things that happened this week, though, Hefe, Al Zarqawi is dead. I'm sure everybody's heard about Al Zarqawi uh, dying, and uh, that's the biggest news of the week. The Bush administration is really ecstatic about this. As a matter of fact, they haven't uh, been this happy about a stiff one since uh, Bill Clinton was in office. I'm just going to lie here and pretend to enjoy it, then maybe it'll be over quicker. Uh, that's what I'm going to do here. I tell most of the women that. Hefe, you might be interested in this one. I'm not here. A list of actresses that have uh, been compiled for the best boobs in Hollywood. On the list was Lindsay Lohan and uh, Selma Hayek. Of course, someone has to get mad that they were left off the list, and Ruben Studdard has petitioned the magazine. For his big man boobs. No, I got it. Hmm. Oh, you're so good. Here. Oh, so good. So good. Well, if that didn't pique your interest, Tepe, I know you like K-Fed. You're the best. And Kevin Federline now wants to turn his life into an eight-mile-style movie. Uh, first on the list to play K-Fed, David Spade. Two razorless a-holes. I should throw Drew Garabo in there. It's going to be the trilogy of Hack. <laughs> what, you want me to comment further than that? that sure. Wouldn't, that wasn't enough for you? And wrapping it up the big, big news on the plate. A judge will now allow the public to see the notorious R. Kelly sex video. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present to you Watergate. hi Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning Remind of the Great Depression. Remind me to be ten minutes late on Major Fridays. Major are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Around nine o'clock. <laughs> Sick. I think it's sick. I think it's sick. I think it's sick. And be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Friday night in the hideout. Come on in. We are your hosts, Hefe and Dubs, and what is sure to be a jam-packed Friday. Well, sorry, started off great. 407 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you get a hold of us in the high out. Be somebody, pick up the phone, dial the numbers. I just got this email from Mr. Nobody. After looking at the Makos picks, I don't know what you're bitching about. Nahafe looks at least 20 pounds lighter than you. Ouch! Damn. I got 10 bucks that your pudgy heart gives out before his has signed your fairy godmother. Are you kidding me? If that's the case, then honestly, I'm done eating for the weekend. Uh, let's see. Matt Albert, third Mike and Ryder is here. Chunks Corolla, executive producer. Tommy Bateman, the director on the Talk and Roll Controls. C-Lane, the unpaid producer. And I guess Napier has already quit. 
it didn't take long for us to break him. Um, yeah, we're really good at that. And C Lane, that was your shield, so you better uh, you are, better be careful. You're very much in trouble, my friend. All right, Friday night in the hideout means open door policy. That means you are welcome to come on into the hideout. We open up the doors at 10 o'clock for you to come see the hideout live and in person. If you've ever wondered what real radio looks like, you ever want to just come hang out, see what the radio biz is all about, come on up. 10 o'clock, Open Door Policy, sponsored by Taco Bell every Friday night, last hour of the week, here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. we got a guest coming up at 8 o'clock, a guy who's been on Dr. Phil who specifically did one of the internet stings. Yeah, we played the clips from it probably, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, and it was very disturbing. It was basically the To Catch a Predator Dateline style, but taken a step further with incest. Yes, uh, he posed as a guy on the internet uh, trying to hook up with other guys that are into incest like himself, and he found a guy shadow master I, I can't believe i remember his name shadow master it's hard to forget that audio we'll, we'll relive the audio and we'll talk to him coming up at eight o'clock of course at 10 o'clock dubs has a new game called trailer trash mm-hmm. we'll tell you what that's all about when we do get to it dubs but you mentioned uh k-fed in his own eight mile style movie yes uh should be awesome <laughs> I really think because he's he's had a hard life. Yeah, it, as a backup dancer for O Town and Michael Jackson, he acts like he's been trying to be a uh, a rapper his whole life, and you know he's just had such a hard run at being a rapper. But it, the rapping thing seems like something he just caught on to. Like, hey, I think I can do this too. Some, after his clothing line failed, if you remember that abortion that he tried to push on us, the K Fed clothing line. Well, that didn't work. Maybe I'll try rapping. And now I'm having such a hard time getting signed, uh, I'll put a movie out about it. Apparently, uh, his wife, maybe you've heard of her, uh, the lesser of the two when it comes to talent, Britney Spears, she has hired a male nanny, or as it's referred to, a manny. Now, uh, apparently this is kind of a big deal. Uh, it's the new trend to get mannies. Well, the, the thing is, uh, she had a female nanny before, and that was the one that almost dropped the baby or let her drop the baby or something. I don't understand. Uh, and now she's decided to By that, to go, do you mean K-Fed? Yes, and then uh, <laughs> that baby got dropped a few times, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. But now, since uh, the female one didn't work out, she's going with the manny. All right, let me say this. As a man, there are certain jobs you don't do. There's some stuff that I would not go near. There's certain jobs that are for women only, and the whole nanny gimmick is absolutely one of those. You know, the other day I was over at the uh, Bath and Body Works, which makes you a little bit suspect even walking in that place. Are you setting up a joke? No. Okay, it sounded like it. I thought all of a sudden I was going to hear the Tonight Show music. You know, the other weekend I was in the uh, Bath and Body Works. (laughs) This is not a joke. It just has the music behind it. Uh, and uh, I saw a dude working there, and it just didn't seem right. It's that, that was one of the places I went, and I figured, you know what? Guys will not work here, and they shouldn't work here. I'd be making love to a man. Uh, yeah, I think there are certain gigs that a dude shouldn't have. What about a nurse, maybe? A male nurse? The nurse, I don't mind so much. It, it's starting to come around, but it's still a little bit odd. You, when you say nurse... It seems like a female job and a job that women would be doing. I watched this show this afternoon, like on Showtime or, uh, I don't know, the movie channel or something like that. 
and it was called Party Girl. Have you ever seen this with Parker Posey? Oh, my friend made me watch. Actually, Todd from Rev Nine made me watch it's one this of the, with his gay roommate. Here's the thing: it's one of the gayest movies you've ever seen, and something about Parker Posey is hot, but not. What is it about? It's just about this chick who has no calling in life, except for really, she's in the partying scene in Manhattan, but she finds out there's something she's actually good at, and that's being a librarian. Oh, I thought shutting up. Well, here's the thing, though. This, the chick in the movie gives this whole long diatribe about how being a librarian is a woman's job. And I think and that's another job guys can't do no. or shouldn't do is be a librarian. That's one, yeah, definitely. When you walk in there and you see a guy behind the desk, you're like, ah, it's not really your job. Say a secretary at an elementary school. Any secretary. No, that's not true. I think you can be a secretary. A I man? Think, I think a man could be a secretary. Then you're in a... You're in okay. a, uh, a secretary working below, like, a CEO, like uh, some, like, big dude, yeah. and you're working below him. I think that has to be a chick's job. I don't think so. You see that popping up a lot more because, you know, these wives are very leery of having uh, women secretaries. Yeah, so the uh, the big CEO decides, hey, I'm just going to hire a man, and there's no way my, my wife will think uh, that I'm banging him, but I am. All right, 407-916-1041, mm-hmm. I'm going gay. Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. How about working even, I mean, I, I don't mind like a footlocker. But anything like where it's fashionable women's shoes, kind of like an Al Bundy thing, no, you, don't, you here, shouldn't work there. Here's the thing, though: you got to leave some of the jobs for gay men. Maybe we should we should we should straighten this out. Mm. As far as for straight guys, there are certain jobs okay. that you can't no, that's do. Banana Republic, but the Gap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The crap. But it, what, is what kind of joke is that? What is Saturday Night Live? The crap. I hate you. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um. Radio roadblock. Yeah, that just radio roadblock. We were on a roll here. Then all of a sudden, screaming halt. Radio roadblock. Thanks, executive producer. I had a way <laughs> to keep the show going. Write it down first. Uh, all right, I'm writing me... that in the dump log. <laughs> yeah, please. I wish we could. All right, here's one. Here's one that I think is okay for a dude to do. Housekeeper. It's okay for a dude to do it. I think a guy could be a housekeeper. No. Mm-hmm. Look at who's the boss. Exactly. Mr. Belvedere. And you didn't see anything wrong with those guys? No. They were studs. Mr. Belvedere was a stud. And he's dead now. Well, whatever. <laughs> we all die. That doesn't mean anything. That just proves my point. That's all I'm saying. I think that's... And especially, though, I think when you do it, you got to put on a fake British accent. Well, I, hey, British, the British can do anything. They get a free pass. Is that American men, no. Is that because they're some t- they're under suspicion a lot of times? Always. That uh, accent just puts them in suspicion right away. A uh, guy shouldn't be the coach of a female sports team because whenever like they congratulate each other, normally if it's a guy on guy, they'll pat you know each other on the butt. Mm-hmm. But if it's a like a grown man and it's a teenage girl, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And especially if they win a championship, they're not sure if he can hug. Especially if the woman's you know blossoming. All right, let me ask you this: vice versa, can a woman coach a men's team? No. Yes. No. Yes, but not very well. Not at all. They can, but they can't expect to win. Only if it's Whoopi Goldberg. Oh God, Eddie! That was an awful movie. <laughs> I'm ashamed I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Why? No way. Yes, I did. Why? I don't know. It was the move. That was the summer I saw every movie that came out in the oh. theater, <laughs> and and Eddie was one of them. 
What about think, the what about the flight attendants lately? I I think that's still a woman's job. Here's a, here's a job where I think women like going back to coaches for a second. Mm-hmm. I think women could coach men's basketball. I honestly believe that you could coach women. You could coach men's basketball. I don't think they could coach football, Mm-mm. and I don't think they could coach baseball or manage baseball. But I think they could coach a men's basketball team. Why? Uh, because the game's basically the same. You set it up on paper, it's basically the same. But I think the guy in playing fact, that sport. But in no but in fact, it, it, beyond that too, you're taking you know, let's say you've coached women for a long time, and they don't have quite the athletic ability that guys do. Then you're moving on to a program where you have guys that can actually jump and you know defend. Then I think that the systems and the strategies that you implement are that much better when you have people who can execute it better. I think a woman could coach men's basketball. But do you think, like, the training and everything, they'd listen to her as well? If she's yelling, come on, guys, come on, guys, let's get it done. I I figure them just, like, laughing. I I think that there would be a lack of respect out there, but that doesn't mean that they can't do the job fine. But it does mean that uh, probably a lot of the guys wouldn't listen. EJ from the U says he worked at Bath and Body Works. (laughs) 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 He wore his pads. Mo. That's because they'd let him wear the jersey back in the back while he's stocking the boxes. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. What did you say, flight attendant? Flight attendant's one that I'm still not comfortable with, and I don't want a woman in the cockpit. Uh, uh, first of all, hold on a second. Flight attendant, I would rather there be dudes. Really? To protect us in the air. I would rather it be a bunch of dudes in the air to protect us from terrorists as opposed to women. A male flight attendant doesn't have the spine, though. They're not going to They're going to cower just like the chicks would. It's hard to use a woman as a human shield. Yeah. What do you mean? Man, you don't feel as bad about it. <laughs> a place like the terrorists care. They don't care about who's a human shield and who no, isn't. No, I'm talking about for myself. I'll use a man as a human shield. I won't use a woman. <laughs> so maybe you're right. Maybe a man up there it's would be hide, good. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. One Friday night here in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. 1041 Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Don't forget the open door policy tonight at 10. Come on up, hang out with the Hideout tonight. We've got a brand new game called Trailer Trash we're going to play with you. Iris in the 407. What's up, Iris? Hello, how are you? Good. What you got, sweetie? Um, I just wanted to say I think it would be weird to see a male in a school cafeteria. All right. A man lunch lady. Yeah. Yes. My mom is a lunch lady, and I think they are... Bragger. Oh, yeah, you got to quit bragging here. I mean, yeah, I know you're on the radio, and you want to throw everything good about your life, but yeah. no, slow mom. down. No, I got you. But what, what, what were you going to say, sweetie? I'm sorry? What were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying my mom is a lunch lady, and I think they are so cute, but I think it would be so weird to see a male. Yeah, if you had a guy handing you your taquitos or, you know, thank you, Iris. You would find it be, to be very dirty if that was the case. Pablo, just <laughs> handing you your stuff. Scratching his dandruff right into it. Right. Yeah, I couldn't dig. Yeah, I think that's definitely a job that a dude shouldn't be able to have. Another thing in the food industry, uh, the hostess, someone leading you to your table. It I guess be straight guys. Yeah. Well, even gay guys, I I don't think that that is something. I think that I feel really comfortable because it's always how it has been. A woman leading me to my table so I can stare at her ass until I sit down. Yeah. Right. Well, here's why, because you're a classy guy. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest reason. What creeps you out more than when you're buying porn from a porn shop from a dude? I enjoy it when, even if it's an ugly lady, I'm buying it from a lady. 
Uh, what, the only time it ever creeps me out, this actually happened to you and I once in Michigan, when the guy goes, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, did you, or, did you watch this particular tape, or what the hell's going on here? That's a good one. Yeah, and then you go, oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a big seller, man, and uh, I got it back there in the movie section right now where uh, people are just uh, running in the booth. I'm in the third scene, so watch out. <laughs> I'm back there cleaning off the table. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, 4791610411. My creepiest porn store story is when I, probably the first time me and you ever went to go get porn together. That just sounds odd, but okay. I know. Uh, and, uh, we're in the place, and we go up there, you have to usually show your ID and everything. The guy goes, nah, I know you. <laughs> just allowed me a walk That's right! There. Yes. That's so right, I do remember that. Uh-huh. I'm like, Jesus Dubs and Christ. I, Dubs and I on payday used to have this thing in Michigan when we very first met. We would go either to Wendy's, or we would go to uh, Mexican food. Al, uh, what was it? Uh, Al Sombrero. Yes. And then we will go uh, get porn. Mm-hmm. And that was our ritual for about four paydays in a row. I think it was even more than that. I think it was, I, you know, it might have not been every time, but we did at least for a year there. Linda in the 321 year in the hideout. What's up, Linda? I just want to let you know that I coached my son's hockey team from the time they were like 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about, women coaching, they always got changed. They never thought anything about it. I'd be handing out jerseys, writing down rosters. When they got to be 20, 21, taking off their clothes, it did get to be a little weird. Yeah, I think that I, at one point, though, at some point you get beyond it. And I honestly believe, I think it depends on the sport. Yeah. Hockey doesn't have a real big like women's following, especially like women growing up playing the sport, but basketball does. And I honestly believe that a woman could coach a men's basketball team and do it very well. You know, I would almost rather have a Cheryl do it. Do what? Cheryl Swoops from Cheryl from Los Angeles, her brother played pro. She played in the women's NBA. Cheryl Miller. Yeah, Cheryl yeah, Miller. Exactly. She coached the men's team. I think I think it could work. I think a woman could uh, a woman could do that. Thank you, Linda. I actually would probably feel more comfortable with a woman coaching uh, because of all the the bad uh, experiences I've had with men coaching. Uh, our wrestling coach one time because if you don't take a shower after wrestling, you get ringworm and different kind of fungus is growing on you and we had a trouble with a few of the guys not showering after practice that explains a lot so uh, uh the coach would actually stand there and watch everybody shower with only a shirt on he would only have his shirt on yeah he would be bottomless bottomless because he because after everybody else is done he'd go in there and shower okay dude but he'd stand at the doorway that right, first with of, just the shirt, the Fireball Wrestling shirt, and junk hanging. How oh. long was his shirt? Was it covering it? In no. It? Well, it, it covered like uh, mid-range of the actual unit, and the rest would just be there for you to see. Okay, that's beyond... Um, the guy was a furry bastard, too. No, that's just wrong. Like he was an anteater behind a curtain? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Jess in the 407 here in the hideout on Rural Radio. Snuffleupagus. What's up, Jess? Hey, um... I heard you guys talking about the men selling porn. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I had a story about that one time. Uh, I went down to Premier Adult, and I brought I bought myself a vibrator. Nice. And apparently, they have this policy that they will test it out for you at the counter because there's no money back on those things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they'll, so, they'll, 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 they'll open it up, throw the battery in, turn it on for you real quick, and then take it and out I and put it back in the box. I always understand the policy, too, because you don't want someone bringing one back saying, oh. Do you remember that, jack- oh, no. Do you remember that jackass bit where they brought back a, uh, <laughs> uh, a man-ass thing that yeah. they bought from there that was completely oh, covered in red. <laughs> like, I need so to, uh, awful. All right, go ahead, Jess. Oh, so I got this vibrator, and it's one of those that has on the end, it has like a teddy bear shape there. Mm. So he takes it out, and he tests it, and he's like, oh, this guy's hung like a bear. Oh. Like, Man, that's kind of creepy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. You're buying a vibrator. Dirty whore. Just kidding. You're a whore. Admit it. Admit you're a big whore. Go ahead. All right. Um, well, Dubs, I was just wondering about that. If there were like certain jobs that dudes shouldn't have. I love the flip-flop of, yeah, you should be uh, using a vibrator, doing their thing, and then when you do, whore. <laughs> right. Just completely. Don't stare at it. Eat it, woman. Now, let me say this. I'm really thinking about this woman as a coach thing. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, too. Maybe a woman can manage a baseball team because of softball. I just, You're right, the, Dubs. The game is different, though. I, I think about... Like the male coaches that I've had, and they're such frustrated former athletes that they don't really coach. They're they just kind of they're there to take life out on you. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think a woman would probably be more nurturing. And I think if a woman studied enough of the game, she she'd have no problem. It's not like she's out there competing. Football. It's not a game they particularly grow up with. But if it's a game that maybe they've played or a form of it, I I honestly think they could do it. I don't think that they couldn't do it. I just, the problem is for right now, uh, what uh, Chunks brought up earlier is the respect factor with the players. If it was, if they got into it, like, like you know, if, uh, if you didn't have a, a female coach all the way through, uh, college and high school, and then there was a pro female coach, I think some of the guys would be kinda. But here's the thing, you can always demand respect. You can, you can get respect depending. Well, he, they, they would definitely have to approve a lot right away to the person. But that happens a lot of times from different coaches. You have that same issue from guys who have come up mm-hmm. who've never played the game of basketball, like the Van Gundys. Yeah. Those guys have never actually touched a basketball court playing-wise. They just happen to come up either being through a equipment manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they've never played the game, yet somehow they studied it. I don't see how being a woman would be any different. I never, how do you become a, a professional coach or a coach for that matter? Like, uh, is there college you can go to? Well, what happens a lot of times is you go to school and then you, maybe you'll go to your school either, you can actually study in some places like sports management. Mm-hmm. A lot of times be an athletic trainer or something along those lines. And, uh, you work your way up. Like you start off as an equipment manager, then you work your way over to, you know, running, you know, game tape and, you know, scouting, Mm -hmm. and then eventually making your way to be an assistant coach. And then, you know, at some point, somebody gives you a shot as a head coach. That's usually, and it's a long Yeah, because you you see a lot of these people have been coaching for 30 years before they get their shot. Then you got a boy like Avery Johnson, uh, literally, you know, a year removed. How pissed do people have to be at that? But here's the thing, and he even talked about it last night. He's been in the game for eight, he's played pro basketball for 18 years. Yeah. So, you know... On one hand, he automatically has Avery Johnson, head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Up 1-0. Yeah, it was so big last night. We played like crap. 
I mean, we honestly played. I would actually feel better about that. I do. We played awful. You got a bad game out of your way, awful, and uh, we pl- still won. We played awful, scared basketball, and we won by 10. So I'm pretty stoked. What about uh, Coach Molly McGrath? Hmm. From uh, Wildcats. I the hate goalie. you. What? Football! It's hey. the sport of kings. Better than diamond rings. It's football. Football! Well, it's a hideout row radio. What a football. Sundays in the snow. Um, Warriors toe-to-toe. It's football. Oh, football! And you, and you hate me. It's a hideout row radio. 104.1 on a Friday night. Dubs, you're talking about there are certain jobs. Yeah. That are... That guys shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Raising kids, is that one of them? Yeah, kids definitely need a mother, not a father. I, they, they, it helps when they have a father, but uh, the uh, the father can uh, be replaced, unlike the mother. You really believe that? Yeah. I don't know if I buy that so much. I think a father could do just as well as on a job. Come on, did you see Big Daddy? That's like the essence of your manhood, though. You know, providing. You know, taken away from but you. The, the providing isn't the part; it's the nurturing. And the guy doesn't. The guy is more career oriented and uh, life oriented than the wife who is, or the woman, or the mother who uh, is raising oriented. Well, I found this story, this news story of the mother, mother of the year. I mean, it worked for Trey, but other than that, I haven't seen it work a whole lot. <laughs> I'm telling you, Trey was a good kid. He was. Then you look at. Uh, Rick and Doughboy, and they both had issues. One of them had a kid a little early on, mm-hmm. and Doughboy was obviously running with the wrong crew. I didn't do nothing. I love that movie. I need to watch that again <laughs> soon. Uh, Dubs, here's this, uh, the mother of the years, we'll call her. Portsmouth police say what happened in this apartment was not merely inappropriate, it was criminal. Peggy Bick is accused of throwing a booze bash for some teens and having sex with two underage adolescents. We're alleging that there were a couple different occasions when that happened and that um, the sexual contact between Ms. Bick and the minors occurred after she provided alcohol for them. Did you have a mother like this in your town? Yes. It that was, would have sex, though? Um, it was Craig Hall. Mm-hmm. Craig Hall's mom, we would all go over to Craig's part, like Craig's house for a party in high school. She would already have booze there for us. And in addition to that, she would have porn playing on each um, on each television in the house. Did she bang any of the, the kids, though? It was alleged. We never saw it, but there were rumors that Joey got it. We had a uh, kid in our school who, who uh, used to uh, call up uh, Shafee's old show as rape victim. Uh, he would uh, he banged this fat fat mom at, who had a fat fat daughter. Like there's no reason for him to be over there for the party, but he went over there and just banged the mom out of nowhere and uh, never talked to her again. It was one of the most vulgar uh, visuals I ever had though, because she would always be at the parent teacher conferences and had a stench to her. The 30-year-old mother of two faces four felony sex assault charges. She also faces two charges for the underage drinking party. Last month, police had arrested Bick after a dispute with a neighbor. According to reports, officers had to remove Bick from the other apartment. And as she was leaving, she allegedly flashed her chest at the woman and her 13-year-old son. The details of the latest arrest... What's with this woman? Hold on. Again, and you look at this woman, she's kind of hot. So she's throwing parties for the underage dudes and getting them liquor. 
Then she's getting in fights with the neighbor, and as she's walking out doing her own version of the Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> instead of the middle fingers, it's her boobs as she's walking backwards out of the room. And as she was leaving, she allegedly flashed her chest at the woman and her 13-year-old son. The details of the latest arrest were stunning to some in Bix Ledgewood Drive building. It's a little surprising. It's a little shocking. It's kind of disgusting. Police say right, it doesn't matter. Pause it. This is news reporting at its worst. Yeah. Uh, what What does that do? What does that add to the news story? Nothing. It's just uh, uh, some random's opinion. Oh, uh, can you go get a comment somewhere? It's just some chick trying to go home to her apartment. Hey, I'm going to tell you this story. What do you think? Of course you're going to think, yeah, disgusting. I don't know. It seems wrong. It's not an expert. It's not someone who uh, was a witness to it. Right. It's that, just a random. That clip could have been anything. It didn't make any direct reference to the... She could have been talking about a bug that was splatted in, he in could the have, front porch. He could have pulled out his bows. And uh, that's disgusting, man. <laughs> a little surprising. It's a little shocking. It's kind of disgusting. I, you when know you what? Say it doesn't matter well. if the... I want to pull that clip and just put it in one of those little imagers that we have for the show. You know? Just a real quick hitter. It's a little surprising. It's a little shocking. It's kind of disgusting. Shock job. Police say it doesn't matter if the minors agreed to go along with the sexual acts. It's a crime because they're too young to legally consent to have sex. This is really about child exploitation. And children, although um, they may physically mature at a particular age, mentally and psychologically, um, there are long-term effects of this kind of thing. You don't really know. Uh, no, there aren't. There's as many long-term effects for them as there are for adults that this stuff happens to. Because here's the thing. Do you remember what it was like being a 13-year-old dude? And how I didn't know as much, but I think I could handle as much. And just how you really honestly believed that, you know, you were ready to have sex. You were raring to go. Mm -hmm. You were hoping that one of your buddy's moms was into it. You were praying. Because the girls at that age aren't. So you have to go for the mothers. But as guy, like, you're at 13, what grade is that, like, 8? Yeah. I, I just remember being really ready, wanting to do it in the 8th mm -hmm. grade. Talking about it every second. Oh God! Walking around uh, with your with your textbooks over your crotch area so people can see that you were walking around raging. You know that whole thing. Um, there are long term effects of this kind of thing. We don't really know who the assault victims are because the boys are under the age of 16. Many of the details in the case are being held in confidence, but detectives say more teenagers could be involved. Right now we have two minor victims. We're looking to uh, the possibility that there were others. Vic is currently being held on $50,000 cash bail. A probable cause hearing will be held on June 20th in Portsmouth District Court. And our Seacoast Bureau in Portsmouth, Kevin Flynn, WMUR News 9. So anyway, I just figured she was Mother of the Year. Yeah. And I know that we've all grown up with a mother like that at some point. Not, mm -hmm. not our own, but we all had a buddy. See, my mom would let us drink. She wouldn't bang the friends, though. Hmm. At least I know of. <laughs> yeah, right. Was this mom even hot? Like, is there yes. a picture of her? She's not that bad looking. Really? Uh huh. She shouldn't be in jail. And here's the thing, though. She won't then. I don't think she will. I mean, she's not like a hot blonde or anything. Yeah, she's not as hot as a teacher. But she's definitely like, you know, any. That's the odd thing. Like, any regular dude probably wouldn't mind throwing it to her. Sometimes you'll see some really hideous chicks running this, you know, this and angle. You, and you understand that a little bit more. 
when the hotter chicks are doing it, you don't understand it as much. Right. You know, it, it must be a control issue where they know they hold the power then, and uh, they don't have to deal with the BS of an older guy, you know, kind of dominating over them. Man, man, in the 386, what's up? You're in the hideout. <laughs> Go ahead, hey. man. Hey, buddy. Hey, shut up. Yo. You said something about a man not being able to take care of kids? Shouldn't take care of kids? I don't think it's as uh, I don't think they can't, but I think oh, it's better. If, well, I think okay. it's better yeah. if the mother is there. Well, well, my ex-wife she left me with three kids, the youngest in diapers. Oh, yeah, I raised them all. And they're doing great. See, I, I, I'm sure you can raise them. I just think it's a more natural thing for the mother to do. I know. I'm on your side, man. Man, I'm on the opinion. <laughs> I'm of the opinion that I think a father would probably do a little bit better raising children than left with a single mother. I don't know why. What if you had two dads? I think it'd be even better. What would they look like? Well, oddly, I think one would be kind of like dark-haired and like clean-shaven, kind of mm-hmm. almost Jewish-looking, yeah. stereotypical Jewish-looking, and then that would be kind of like a Kenny Loggins <laughs> rock-and-roller type guy with a beard, a I think, scruffy-looking, like I an think, artist or something. I think in that case, and if it's a daughter they're raising, it would work out. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 1995 in the Hideout. Wrapping up Hour 1. It's Coming up next, Daisy Dukes. Real Radio 104.1. Stay tuned for the latest from Boys to Men. Dubs, get track track one ready on the CD I gave you today. Uh, (laughs) We're about to talk to the cat from, I guess he was on Dr. Phil. Just really disturbing audio when it comes to sexual predators and online and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And he's got a book out called um, Staying Safe in a Wired, Wired World, A Parent's Guide to Internet Safety. This book is very good. But, uh, Dubs, I wanted to share this uh, story with you real fast. Um, another MySpace story, because it is the most dangerous thing in the, on Earth now. It is. It's the, uh, it's the new uh, Al-Qaeda, I think. I think that's what they're calling it. Right. I'm just glad she's alive. It's been a painful week for Sean Lester of Reese. On Monday, her 16-year-old daughter, Catherine, left her home, her cherished convertible, and her loved ones behind. Her mom had no idea where she was at or who she was with until a relative started fishing around for clues on the computer. She got on the MySpace. <laughs> the MySpace. And out- I love that. I love, you know someone is completely out of touch when they put the the in front of it. Yeah, it really, it, it really is, you know, it's just your parents right there. Mm-hmm. She got on the MySpace <laughs> and found out that she had been talking to a guy from um, Tel Aviv. From there, Tuscola County that Sheriff's Department and the FBI tracked Catherine down to Amman, Jordan. Police say Catherine flew from New York's JFK Airport to Amman and planned to go on to Tel Aviv. She's currently being questioned by authorities in Jordan. That he could take a young girl that's never even had a date and talk her into something, or you know, right now I don't know. So the problem is the kid's ugly and can't find a uh, dude in America, so she has to go to some other country to find it. She's actually not ugly. No? No, I mean, she's just a pretty little blonde girl. Mm. 
if she went on her own or, or if she was forced. The family says the man went by the name Abdullah Babsha. They say sometimes he posted as a 14-year-old, sometimes as a 25-year-old. Police say Catherine had been chatting with him for at least three months. All right, well, uh, more than likely, he's probably the 25-year-old looking for a 16-year-old, not a 14-year-old. Yeah. I'm thinking he probably sent her a little cash and said, hey, come on out to Tel Aviv. It's great this time of year. Yeah, I'm sure it is beautiful. You always think it can't happen to you. You know, we've all went through this. It doesn't seem real. You know, I would have never dreamt, but now I will not have a computer in my home. For now, right, right, hold on. This is This is my favorite part. Um, you have to be kidding. I'm not going to have a computer in my home. This is the way I'm going to stop my daughter, who is loony enough to go meet some guy on the plane. This, is the, this girl would more than likely... Uh, get in the back of a van if someone offered candy. If she's this stupid to fly to uh, Israel, right? To fly to Israel, yeah. Jordan, and um, and you know, and go visit some guy that she met online. Would have never dreamt, but now I will not have a computer in my home. <laughs> For now, Sean just wants her daughter home, safe and sound. Give her a hug and talk to her. <laughs> uh, you should have done that before. Yeah, what that's, the, that's the problem right there. You uh, let her in front of the computer nonstop, and this is what happens. What are the not take the computer out of the house. It's hug, talk, and have dinner with the bitch. What are the chances you guys had a serious talk beforehand? Never. Never happened. Dubs, guess where she's from, did you hear? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, of course. I was, I was just going to say, it's, remember the clip we played when uh, there was like a gay rally or something and they had a lady pro, she's like, oh, afraid to show your face, afraid to admit you're a gay? It just sounds like mm -hmm. the exact same lady. And I, I heard the clip and I, I just kept thinking of Dub's mom because they interviewed the sister. They tried to interview this chick's sister today and the guy goes, so what do you think about this? Are you scared? Yes. <laughs> and a long pause. And then, so, like, uh, what, what do you guys want? We just want her back. And uh, so uh, I love your Michigan accent. Were, really were they talking a long time? I don't know anything about that. We just want her back. I, uh, you got to worry about the mental capacity of this girl anyway, regardless. Yeah, I mean, she's they, probably not very bright. I don't think it's computer's fault. I think it's your parenting and uh, it's e her stupidity. EJ from the U says, uh, if she is that stupid, it's called natural selection. Yeah, definitely. And why do we protect these people when they don't have the common sense to not jump on a plane and go to uh, Jordan? I like the idea of eliminating the computer. If we get rid of the computer, that will solve all of the problems. What's going on in your mind when you haven't never, ever left the house and you're on a plane to Jordan? To meet some guy named Abdullah. What Abdullah! What? <laughs> what are you thinking on that flight? This is going to be great. I'm sure he said Abdul he's... Abdul is going to be wonderful to I'm, me. I'm sure he probably said I'm a prince. You know, I own this, that, and the other. You can escape your life. Over here in my country, it's okay. Our love won't be forbidden. You know what I mean? Just running that whole thing of, we're going to be happy here. Oh, Abdullah, you're so great. And that's what it's just going to go on. I love you, Abdullah. They never, I haven't seen anything about the guy, if they've caught the guy or anything like that. Catch him for what? I guess that's true. I guess he didn't do anything. No, unless he was talking sexual to her, which I don't know. I mean, in any way, it's another country. I mean, can you really do anything about that? Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. I think he's free and clear. It's this dumb bitch's fault. All right, Dubs, coming up next...
We've got um, Rob Nickel, the cyber safety expert. Mm-hmm. Staying safe in a wild, wired world, a parent's guide to Internet safety. All right, this has all kinds of very interesting tips on it. And he was on the um, the Dr. Phil show yes. a couple weeks back when it came to Internet predators. So we'll chat with him about that. Do we have one of the initial clips? Can we play one of the less disturbing ones since it's early on let, in the night? Let me try to find the, <laughs> I mean, the I tell least you what, disturbing one. Uh, let's see. Let's take a break and come back with I, well, one of them. Well, there's one right here um, where Dr. Phil actually stops tape before it gets too dirty. All right. So we'll play that one right now and just kind of give you an idea of what this guy does. No matter how many times I do these type of investigations or meet with these individuals, it never ceases to amaze me how matter-of-fact they are about molesting children. Well, what would you do with your daughter then? Okay, that's enough. Stop tape. Stop tape. That's enough. We get the idea. Stop the tape. We get the idea. How do you keep from reaching across the table and just absolutely knocking this guy's teeth out? Oh, everybody asked me that when I was a police officer. I said, hey, don't you just want to throttle Undercover drugs, one thing, when you do this type of stuff, another. But my end goal is to make sure that they get put away for a long time. So if I, I get emotional about it and I get out of role by any means, I just wrecked a whole investigation, and I wasn't about to do that. So I look yeah. at the end result. That is Rob Nickel right there. and uh... That's him? Yeah. He's going to be on the show? Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like... Yeah. Should we ask him if Dr. Phil's an ass? <laughs> I think we should not ask him some uh, Dr. Phil questions. So we talk we get to the other ones first. And then I want to ask him about, you know, how to keep your kid safe on the Internet. Because I don't think taking your computer out of the home is going to keep her safe. No, she'll, if you are just denying her the Internet, she'll go out and find it somewhere else. Yeah, you got to keep it from the MySpace. Yeah, it's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Hour two of the Hideout, Friday night in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Um, if you have any questions for our guests, 407 916 Chunks, mark this down as the public service portion of the Hideout. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about that. Uh, for all of the Chuck Jock stuff that we do, this is actually probably somewhat important. Um, Dubs, you know that you and I are... We've just become fascinated, like probably the, mo- the rest of the country, with the Dateline to catch mm-hmm. a predator audio. It's disturbing, but on, on one level it's also entertaining because I love to listen to guys lie. You know, especially when they're caught by Chris Hansen on Dateline. Just hearing the lies that they tell is always interesting. Then you found this, uh, you watched this show, this Dr. Phil show, with our guest, I believe. Uh, Rob Nickel, in his book, uh, Staying Safe in a Wired World, A Parent's Guide to Internet Safety. And you saw this and brought it in. We played the clips on the show. And it is very disturbing. Well, Just the whole the whole thing of uh, the subculture on the Internet, where you can find basically anything you want to find, including incest. Now, it's cyber-safety.com mm-hmm. for the website. Uh, let's welcome him into the hideout, Rob Nickel. How you doing, Rob? Good. How are you tonight? We're fantastic. Thank you for taking the time to come in on a Friday night. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's very important, because here's the thing. We've spent a lot of time uh, on this show kind of goofing on the audio, 
But it seems, you know, it's pretty important. Well, we hit a roadblock with this one. We're like, we can't even goof with this. There's this is so uh, crazy. It's so over the top. The audio speaks for itself. I mean, the dateline when they do the To Catch a Predator and they have the guy sitting down there eating a cookie, that can be funny at times. But right. this one was just wow. Yeah. No, and that, you know, that's the whole reason we did the show like that. I, I was... Um, don't get me wrong, I think the dateline is good. It shows parents what's out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you shove a camera in these guys' face right away, and they're like, oh, well, this is the first time I've ever done this. Right. I, oh, yeah. yeah you, you can't ever get you them know? to admit to a whole lot. No, exactly. And, you know, when I did undercover work, I took a totally different angle and pretended I was one because we wanted to see what they were like, find out about other victims that are out there that nobody knows about so you can get the victim's help, but also charge these guys with a bunch more offenses. Hey, Dubs, do you have the audio of the last, the, the real big kind of story right now is the MySpace girl who flew from Michigan to uh, Jordan trying to meet, uh, uh, meet a guy. Here's, here was the parent's response as to what she's going to do to try to fix this. Rob, listen to this. You know, I would have never dreamt, but now I will not have a computer in my home. For now. Now, her, her answer is to just take the computer out of the house. What do you think about that? No, I don't think that's appropriate. I look at it this way, guys. I, I sit there, and when I do my lectures, and I, you know, I talk to a lot of educators and parents, and one of my things, I'm not here to tell you to unplug the computers and the Internet's evil and get away, get away. I'm saying parents just have to take more of an active role and make sure their kids are safe online. Yeah, because she, fo- she followed up the whole thing of, I just want to uh, talk to her and hug her, which maybe should have been going on beforehand, and maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe he, if the, like she had a better relationship knowing what was going on in the house, she would have avoided this whole thing. I, I got a ton of questions for Rob here. Rob Nickel, uh, very, we were thumbing through the book, didn't get a chance to read the whole thing yet. We may even turn it into a game, some of the content in the book, because a lot of like the acronyms of what certain things stand for, which is very interesting. Uh, cyber-safety.net, the book is staying safe in a wired world. Uh, Rob, what are some of the biggest mistakes that parents are making when it comes to their kids and the Internet? Well, I think the biggest mistake is they don't get involved at all. I mean, they they don't understand it. I I don't know how old you guys are. 28, 25, that... All right. Well, when I was growing up, I mean, the big technology was VCRs, right? So Mm -hmm. when the clock was flashing, it was, Rob, get down here and fix this. Right. You know, as a kid, I knew how to do that type of technology. Well, nowadays, the kids know more about the Internet than the parents do. And what I'm trying to tell parents is just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you can't get involved with it. I mean, guys, I failed auto shop class in high school. Mm -hmm. got no idea how a car engine works. I just know I get in, I push the gas, it goes. But I still make sure my kids are buckled up when they're in the car with me. Right, exactly. Uh, Just because I don't understand how it works doesn't mean I still can't take those actions to make sure the kids stay safe. And that's what it is. It's parent involvement. And it just, I cringe every time I'm talking to, uh, especially high school students, and I pull them and say, how many kids have a computer in the bedroom hooked to the Internet? And, like, I get, you know, 20, 25% of the kids with their hands up. I'm thinking, you've just opened up the whole world into your house. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely well, not a place. Not even not even just in the house, like right into their room where they can close the door and have uh, no access to uh, the parent looking over their shoulder at sometimes or something like that. It's very easy for me to say this, but I, I, you know, I don't have children, but if I did of that age or when I do... I would think the gateway to the world is going to be in the living room 
where the, the computer monitor faces where I could easily look over the shoulder. And even then, you know, a kid could be able to hide it. You're not even 100% safe there. But when you got it hidden, you know, in a room and you give a kid a laptop and they get on, they can get on a Wi-Fi anywhere, man, it's yep. scary when you think about it. If you read my book, I talk about one case where, uh, you know, a, a girl was bought a computer by her parents. It was put into her room. Mm-hmm. She's talking to a guy on the Internet. Uh, the guy sends a picture of himself, which, you know, we tell our kids don't talk to strangers, don't accept things from strangers. Yet kids are out there talking to people they don't know and accepting stuff from people they don't know. And she accepted this picture. Well, what that did was it, it uh, executed a Trojan program on her system meaning he could have access to everything on that computer, see what she was typing, and she didn't realize it, but in that computer monitor was a built-in camera. And the next message she gets from the guy is, that's a nice pink sweater you're wearing. Oh, wow. So, you know, she calls mom in and says, Mom, this is kind of weird. He guessed what I'm wearing. And when the mom leans over to read it, says, Your mom's pretty hot, too. Nice cleavage. <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's a pretty extreme case. <laughs> My goodness. Exactly. Right. But there's... There's something where they had no idea there was even a camera in this computer. Right. But he's looking into the room. Thank God they caught it at that point and not later on when she was changing and this guy's hooked up to her computer accessing the webcam. All right, now I'm not even th- I didn't even think about that. My goodness. Uh, it's a hideout no, it's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1 speaking with Rob Nickel. A very interesting book, Staying Safe in a Wired World, cyber-safety.com. There's a video on the Internet I've seen a few times, people have sent it to me, of a girl sitting in her room uh, on her webcam, and then she flashes the webcam, and then her dad walks in right behind her, and she closes it up real quick because it's her dad in there. Yeah, I've seen that so, one, too. I, I mean, it, it just shows you right there that the kids will be doing something, even getting naked on cam. Right. And, until oh, sure. the parents will uh, walk in, and they don't have, they have no clue what's going on. All right, let's get into this, because we first uh, found out about Rob. Through, now, you've, you're a 14-year veteran of the Ontario Police. You've... Uh, You've worked undercover to catch uh, to catch pedophiles. Recently, you were on Dr. Phil. I think we have some clips from that show, Dubs. Let's let's play a couple of those clips and then th- talk to Rob about what was easily one of the most disturbing shows uh, that I've ever seen or heard in this uh, Dr. Phil. Um, you know, it, it, they took it to a new level. Why don't you talk about it for a second, Rob, about taking it to the next level? All right, we do have the audio. Here it is. What I'm going to do is just enter some chat rooms that are frequented by pedophiles and see if I can't build a connection with a local person to see if we can make a meeting. And if we're successful, this will show the public the dark side of the net like they've never seen before. Now, some of the chat rooms are very graphic. A whole bunch of different rooms set up. I mean, in some of these rooms, there's 50, 60 people. So we'll go into one here. Uh, we'll pick one called Dad and Daughter Sex. This would be for anybody who's involved with their daughters or any type of incest. All right, hold on a second. And within... All right, let me ask you, Rob. Uh, I've been on the Internet. I like to think I'm Internet savvy. I've never heard of rooms that specialize in daddy-daughter sex. What do you... Like, do you find this on your just basic search engines? How does this, how does this, where is this well, allowed? It's, it's a total different part of the net, really. Like, it's, because I did the work so much, this is where I learned from. I learned from the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll show you where all these type of channels and rooms are. So they're not something that are out there. You know, what Dateline does is they go in pretending they're young children and, into teen chat rooms and, and things like that to be picked up on by, you know, the predators. Right. What I wanted to show is there are pedophiles out there who share their techniques, 
Um, and if you saw the Dr. Phil show, you'd see he was teaching me how to molest my daughter. Yeah, he was giving you the pointers, and uh, let's, let's skip ahead. Let's skip ahead to some of the pointers he uh, gave uh, you. All right, let's. I always cringe when I hear this, but I, I think it's something maybe you got to know about. When you meet them in person, you have to be one of them, and this is how they speak. So, your your best advice to break her in. Maybe get Shannon doing it first. Well, either that or if we bring her down, you know, just snuggle her and cuddle her, hold her, touch her. All right, hold on. Pause it, pause it. Now, I'm going to ask you the same question that Dr. Phil asked you, but I would just like to be able to ask you. How do you not destroy the guy? How do you not, like, rip his throat out as a trained professional law enforcement officer? How do you not... How do you not pummel I, the dude? Because he's a professional. I'm telling you, guys, I get the same question when I used to lecture law enforcement. I mean, you know, you got all these big, burly drug enforcement guys with the long hair saying, man, I couldn't do your job. That's the one job I couldn't do, man. And my feeling was my job was to make sure the guy was prosecuted in court mm-hmm. to the best of the ability. Uh, if I get out of role, I let my emotions take over for me, I could lose a case. And I'll tell you guys, there's nothing I hated more than losing. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I never did. Not, oh, nice. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, the uh, the whole, uh, you have to be feeling the emotions inside while it's going on, though, and just kind of, you're, you're, you're fighting for your jaw not to drop at some of these things that these guys are saying. How do you not win an Oscar? How's Hollywood saying, hey, you're a I good know. actor? Uh, let's go uh, through the movie. Waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for Spielberg to give me a call, actually. Exactly. Uh, Rob Nickel worked as an undercover agent to uh, catch pedophiles only. Not just any old pedophile. Which is disturbing enough, but also incest. the incest pedophile, too. Uh, author of Staying Safe in a Wired World, uh, cyber-safety.com. Uh, Let me ask you, okay, so you're able to control yourself when you're there and you're learning the tips from the guy and you're gathering all of the evidence and stuff on him, building the case. How does that affect you when you get home, though? Like, when you're home and you've, you know, your whole day has been around pretty much yeah. the filth and scum of the earth... Like, what do you do to, to 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 kind of douche your mind a little bit? Well, let's put it this way. Like I said, I always keep focused on the end result. I'm also a motivational speaker, guys. So I look at things, visualization and, and what the end outcome is. And I knew that, hey, if I did this undercover work for 30 years, let's say, and I stopped one child from being molested, abused, exploited in any way, it would be worth 30 years of my life. I just, I truly believe mm-hmm. that by doing what I did, if I just stopped that one child, it's worth it. So I always focused on what the good stuff that was coming out of it was. And I knew as soon as we, you know, I, the best feeling I ever had, guys, is after my undercover meeting, you know, when the guys would come in, my backup team, and take the guy down, mm-hmm. is giving them that grin across the car as I'm up against the car, too, and giving them that smile like, I just got you. Right. And you're done. Now, I you want. Know, that's what it's about. I want to know this. I want to know the first bust and, like, just the. Like, you had no idea of what you're going in there to to expect. And how did that really feel to you the first time you were going out and meeting one of these guys? Well, you know, I can actually remember the first face to face. It's one thing chatting on the net, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're just texting back and forth. You got some time to think. But, yeah, meeting with them face-to-face, the thing is, you have to understand, pedophiles, too. Uh, my first face-to-face meeting, my employment was I was a truck driver. But they're every walk of life, guys. I've arrested uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, news journalists, uh, teachers, police officers. They're every Any radio walk hosts? Of life. I'm sure there are radio guys, too. You know what? 
Yeah, I didn't want to mention those. <laughs> no. <guys. laughs> hey, trust me, we work in the business. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of those guys come and go. The worst of the worst but, in this business. But the fact is, I could just pretend to be just about anybody and, and fit in with a pedophile where, you know, you're doing undercover drugs, you have to be a totally different type person. But, yeah, my first one, I remember sitting there, and, you know, I'm wired for sound thinking, boy, this is great. We're going to really nail him when it comes to court because he's telling me, about 14 kids he had molested. Wow. And actually, the, the, the first face-to-face meeting I did uh, was a 23-year-old man, and he had molested 14 kids from the age of 18 to 23 that nobody knew about. And by taking that wire from me into court, we actually tracked, found out all the children. We identified them from the what he gave me on the audio, and all those victims came forward after that. Rob so Nichols. There's one you're looking at going, now, was that not worth it? Rob Nickel here in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Staying safe in a wired world is the book, cyber-safety.com. One of the things we get pissed about, mainly because we've been on the website for a very long time, and it always seems like the media misconstrues it because we've all been on MySpace, and we've been on MySpace for a long time, and it seems like that is the new... Scapegoat. The new scapegoat, but really, when you think about it, you know... Uh, it's not MySpace, it's just, it's the world in general. I mean, a lot of the really nasty stuff is going on outside of MySpace, but MySpace is getting blamed. But this was going on before MySpace on the net. I mean, back when it was Prodigy and there were just regular old, you know, chat rooms or whatever, you know what I mean? And then before the Internet, it was Playgrounds, so it's always sure. happening. There's not just one thing that you got to keep your, your kids safe from, right? You, you guys hit the nail right on the head there. And, you know, everybody asks me that when I'm doing lectures, too. They're saying, well, shouldn't they shut down MySpace? I'm going, no. You know what? It's here to stay. MSN's here to stay in the profile pages. It's up to the parents to make sure that their kids are putting the appropriate stuff on there and what they're doing online. You see, that's the thing. Kids are giving out all this information on their mm-hmm. profiles and MySpace accounts which give the bad guys, you know, ammunition. Well, it's not only that, but, like, whenever you're a guy and you're looking to hook up with an of-age chick on MySpace, it does kind of give you, all right, you know her interests already. She likes this, she likes that, this, that, and the other. You can already do a plan of action of how you're going to uh, go on your first date with a girl. But it's not just MySpace. Any, you know, a lot of kids just build their own web pages. You just Mm -hmm. can't put out all this information you know, normally, even when you're walking around town, you wouldn't just walk up to a stranger and be like, hey, uh, I really like the Gilmore Girls and Fallout Boy. You know what I mean? So that's what you got to talk to your kids about. Hey, anything that you wouldn't go tell a stranger in a mall, you don't go put on the Internet, right? You couldn't have put it better. I always say, you know, when I was a kid, we used telephones. I wouldn't call some random number and just uh, so hi, I'm Rob. Huh. You know, like what? But yet on the Internet, it's a thing to do. I mean, Oddly enough, somebody you don't know, it's a cool thing. Oddly enough, on very, very uh, bored nights in Fallerville, Michigan, where I grew up, I would do that. I'd just call random numbers. Hey, what's up? What's hey, going on? Hey, what's going on? It's Johnson here. Uh, well, no, I'm not lying. That. I'm not lying at all. <laughs> Rob Nickel, it's a, I'm looking at this book. I got the book in my hand, Staying Safe in a Wired World, A Parent's Guide to Internet Safety. I'm looking through it. Chunks, our producer, has read it. He said it's full of great, like, knowledgeable facts. It's not trying to shock you. It's not trying to scare you. It's giving you information. It's even got a CD-ROM in there as well. Uh, yeah, the CD-ROM is brilliant. It's, it's got Razzle software on there. It's safe browsing software for kids 3 to 12. It's awesome. It looks, like innovation. it looks like a very good book. Let's put a link up on realradio.fm of uh, cyber-safety.net. Hey, one final question. Uh, Dr. Phil, we actually hate him. Was he an ass? <laughs> No, he's a good guy. Is he? I, I, I can't you handle him. You don't like him? No. no. See, I, 
the, the reason I'll tell you guys this right off the bat, I the only place I sent the book and the letter to was Dr. Phil. It makes sense. And the sense. reason is, is, is viewing audience are parents, and Dr. Phil tells it like it is. Right. And that's the one thing I liked, is I said, you know what? I'm sick of pussy footing around with all these parents saying, well, you really have to watch what you do. No, they got to be shocked, and they got to see what's out there before they take action. So he was, I mean, his producers were awesome, that's for sure. Um, you know, the big man himself, I didn't see too much. Um, you know, we were in Las Vegas for a while, and then uh, you just see him kind of at the show. But his producers, he's got a great team of producers, I'll tell you that much. Well, he's you did a great man with me. You did a damn good job at shocking people, because uh, a lot of times, like, the Dateline thing and everything has been kind of written off as, you know, kind of educational and everything, but a joke at the same time. There was no way to uh, misconstrue this one into some kind of joke, funny thing. It was and trust hardcore, me. in your face, and I think it worked. And here in the hideout, we were definitely trying. Uh, Rob Nickel, <laughs> thank you very much. Again, the book, Staying Safe in a Wild World. I'm sure you can get it anywhere, right? Barnes Noble. Well, can, it should be in Barnes Noble shortly, we're hoping, but Walmart.com and Amazon both have it on there. All right, very good. Go get this book. Also, cyber-safety.com. Rob Nickel, thanks for hopping in the hideout, buddy. Thanks, guys. Right, Later, we'll talk bro. To you. Good job, Chunks, on getting that one. It's the Hideout Rule Radio 104.1. Uh, Brought to you by R's Hard Lemonade. Hey, wait a minute. Get a free slip and slide with every viewing. Crocodile Mile. Hmm. There's a nice little splash zone at the bottom. You could only imagine what that... Now, how... this has been going on for a long time. I remember this thing being huge like when we were in college. Or when I was in college. Or it all, like, oh, everything's starting to come out. The girl is now 21. Wow. Yeah, eight years? Now? She may have been as young as 13. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you think uh, Do you think that when you go there and get your popcorn, it'll be R. Kelly's I Can't Believe It's Not Butter? <laughs> Spray it all over it? There's no popcorn served, just gushers. <laughs> Salty gushers. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no red carpet, just the yellow brick road. Oh, you changed that one up. Yeah, no, I decided <laughs> you, 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 uh, you got uh, so, a little gun shy there. I did. It's 828. It was better the other way. It really was better the other it way. It sounded like brick. Uh, <laughs> easily. Um, so anyway, I'm just seeing that they're going to allow the tape viewing. I think we should have a party. I think this should be the lead-in to the Bicurious BJ documentary behind the Bicurious. You know there's going to be kind of a release date type thing for this, and I am guarantee I'll be on there that morning waiting for them to release it to the public. When will it happen? They have to put it on the net, you would think. Oh, yeah. Well, and, once but, it gets out to the public, it'll get on the net. Someone will put it now there. Now, let me ask you. Couldn't you even watch this thing, or would you then be guilty of watching child pornography? Well, what they'll do, they will fuzz out and make it uh, suitable for uh, public viewing. Because I didn't think that you would be able to. It just seems like, you know, if this really was a chick who's 13, how would you be able to get away with that? That is a good it? point, but I think they... I, is child porn... I mean, child porn is child porn, but if you blur it out and everything and... I still... I wouldn't want to watch it, even if it's blurred out. I, I mean, I, the R. Kelly video, I have to watch. I don't care. It's wrong. It's but, show prep. Yeah. There it's show prep. Uh, Are there different volumes to this one like there was the closet one? <laughs> Trapped in the closet God. part 25. I don't know. Hey, another, I'm laying down the sheeting. Another story I found real interesting, Dubs. Mm -hmm. 
So in West Palm Beach, uh, commuters have noticed a rather large woman sitting at the area's busiest intersection. She was really a he, an undercover cop dressed in drag to hand out tickets to people who run red light. He goes by the code name Officer Delicious. <laughs> Offer de- he's a real he's a real officer. Officer Delicious at one point wrote 74 tickets in just under 90 minutes. So he's a real cop dressed in drag out there going under. Why would you make the name Officer Delicious? He is dressed in everything from a utility pole repairwoman to a surveyor to a construction worker to an eccentric homeless man, all to catch drivers off guard. Officer Delicious. What about just standing there as a guy? I think this guy yeah. is just put on a excuse. suit. For, yeah, just put a suit on. Get a briefcase. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to, you know, get all crazy about it. You don't have to go costume shopping. I think that guy failed on being a real undercover cop. Like he wanted to do the cool prostitution stings and like drug busts. Here's, uh, here's the odd thing. I can understand just a regular old utility pole worker, mm-hmm. but a utility pole repair woman. Yeah, everything has to be a chick with him. Just really taking it to the chick level. He's a big fan of Jamie Farr for some reason. He really wants to get into drag. I don't know what it is. I will say. I don't know what that joke was. I I totally. Mash. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Thank a, you. This is a better hey. idea than the Big Brother cameras, I think. Mm-hmm. Just uh, big a, sister cam. A bunch of officer deliciouses. <laughs> If hey. that's even the way you uh, pluralize it. Hey, Matt, since we're throwing bad jokes out there, hey, does he have a deputy named... Absolutely delectable. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dubs, I want to ask you, what is the most controversial film of all time? Ooh. I have the top 25. What was the most controversial of all time? If people can get number one, I'll give them a prize. 407 916 Triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless can you, phone. Can you give me a random one on there just so I have an idea of where this is going? The first hideout home video. Um, Natural Born Killers was number eight. Okay, okay. Um, it's a hideout row radio one zero four point one. Enough with J Lo. Is that one on there? As most controversial of all time. Yeah, the controversy is how it got funded. I don't know how she even made movies. Mm-mm. Um, Avrit John, you're in the hideout in the 407. What you got? Hey, what's going on, man? Go ahead, brother. Um, I, my guess is the last temptation of Jesus Christ. It did make the top 25. Uh, it was not number one. I'll say this though, I have not seen that movie. How old is it? It's pretty old, I believe. I'll throw another one out there for those people because I don't know if they'll get them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Oliver Stone had two in the top 25. Natural Born Killers was one of them, of course. What do you think the other one was? JFK. Winner. Yes. Winner. Just because it was complete conspiracy. It was number five. Da Vinci Code made it in. Oh, wow. At number 13. And that's right. I mean, when, when the Catholic Church is coming out saying, do not go, this is bad, this is wrong, you know there's an issue there. Um... Let's go to Roger in the 407. What's up, Roger? I gotta say, it's gotta be American History X, right? Number one was not American History X. Did it even make the list? Not that I can see. No, I don't think it did. Was it controversial or? I guess. There's a lot of racism in it and everything. But I, there was a moral to the story. Alright, the which Don. clear everything up. The Don says Josh and Sam, number one. No. Controversial means best, yes. Doesn't exist. 
Mr. D, you're in the hideout. I can't say that in the 407. What's up, man? Go ahead, dude. Mr. D. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, how about uh, Clockwork Orange? Clockwork Orange, number two. Oh, number two. Good. Number two for the Clockwork Orange. Wow, I wouldn't see that being number two. Yeah, I do. It was crazy, but. That rape scene? Yeah. Is. You watch. Hot. You know. You watch it with any chick and she's like, turn it off. I can't watch this. With the wrong one, then. All right, for uh, for what? It turns out I was. <laughs> if you want to see white people cringe, uh, turn on traffic right to that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hate that yeah. scene. I, I watched that with uh, Rob's, mute Rob's mom, mm-hmm. and she just walked out of the room. <laughs> I traffic which scene? Uh, where the uh, the little white uh, what was uh, Erica like, Christensen? Yeah, she was getting banged by a uh, drug dealer. <laughs> and uh, oh, is that the one where she's uh? Yeah, you just see the bed rock back and forth, and, and she's all cracked out. Yeah, you're subtle tapping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Maria in the 386. What do you got, uh, Marie? Sorry, Marie. Uh, passion of the Christ. Number one, she's a winner. Marie is indeed a winner. Passion of the Christ, according to Entertainment Weekly. How is that? The most controversial film of all time. I don't agree that that's the most controversial film of all time. I think uh, uh, the uh, Da Vinci Code was more controversial when it came out. Here are the standards. Um, Films that have shocked the most, disgusted the most, and divided the most moviegoers. And Passion of the Christ was certainly a movie that did that. Yeah, I don't know if it's number one, though. I hear a few more on the list. Fahrenheit 9-11. Okay, that belongs up there. In the top 25. Um, Basic Instinct. That had a lot of buzz around it. There was a Spike Lee joint. Which one do you think was uh, the one? Bamboozled? I'm just hoping. No, but that is such a good movie. That is such a good movie. Do the right thing. Yeah. Jungle Fever? Oh, right. No. Do the right thing. Was uh, also made the top 25. So there are a few. Oh, and uh, United 93 came in at 16. Oh, wow. Just because people are saying too soon. <laughs> too soon. So what anyway. What about Face Off? Face Off. That remind. well. Hmm. <laughs> right, you can give it out. Well, I, coming a, up tonight, a... Trailer Trash, uh, a new game that we're going to play with you guys during the open door. Mm-hmm. Uh, 407-916-1041, EJ from the U in the 407, on his way up to the open door. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I think the most controversial one is the one you picked for, uh, the movie thing that you guys are doing. Cars? cars? Uh, Cars, I wish. <laughs> uh, however, it is not going to be. <laughs> you wish you had that buzz around it. I know. <laughs> How about the movie soon to be filmed, EJ from the U kills Wookie X and everyone laughs? <laughs> What's the fight going on there? Because Wookie X was mouthing off all Tuesday night to EJ, and then he ended About up... About the 50 bucks? Yeah, well, apparently some of the heretics uh, boxed EJ in, so he couldn't do anything. <laughs> at, the, I, at the money drop at Makos for the 666 party? I had to scream at Bonks when I was like, no! He was going to kill Wookie X! You stopped it! What are you thinking? Yeah, there's always a little internal fighting. You can always check that out on hideoutheretics.net. It's very fun to see what the heretics get into. Mm-hmm. And who they've decided to turn on. There's always someone who, like, when they call up or something, before they'd get a big applause, a big, uh... What's up, heretics? Yeah, rise out of the room, and then, after a while, everybody just shuts up around. You notice how Big Dave, Nightmare Dave, has just disappeared? Yeah. 
Knew that was going to happen. Well, he's got a new chick in his life. I miss him. Big Hands in the 407. What's up, Big Hands? Big Hands, bitch. What's going on? This What's one up, won't die, though. This guy is the uh, the best of the best. Yeah, Big Hands, bitch. He's a top heretic, no doubt about it. What's up, baby? Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, man, I'm thinking about colors, man. I remember when that came out, it was a big thing with the cops and the gangbangers and stuff like that. Up yeah, no, Colors was one. It didn't cause, it wasn't on the list, but Colors was definitely one that was up there. I'm trying to think of the most, like, or like the, the movie that made me cringe the most. Uh, King Ralph. I gotta look at these. <laughs> I hated that movie. Awful. Clockwork Orange, Fahrenheit 9-11, Natural Born Killers. Those are kids. I mean, it's a pretty decent list here. I love Natural Born Killers when oh, yeah. it came out. I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't have the whole list. It doesn't come out till June 16th. So we'll what do you just got the top ten? No, it's just kind of random ones that were leaked early, mm. so you'll go by Entertainment Weekly. But um, Passion of the Christ was number one. Norwegian Nightmare in the four hundred seven. What you got? Well, I just can't believe. I mean, when I grew up, I mean, Blazing Saddles was right out there. Yeah. I saw that movie, and I was just shocked. I'll tell you, I bet when they release the entire top 25, Blazing Saddles has to be on there. I mean, oh I watched God. it. And, and the original Blazing Saddles was so much worse than what you see today. I got, What do you mean the original? Unbelievable. Was the, there were different versions? Oh, my God, yes. What you see now is not even close to what they show now. All right, I got to check that out then, man. I, uh... I like it, and I bet it's probably in the overall top 25. It didn't get a mention in the news story, but I bet when the overall list comes it out, it's there. It has to be the top 20, in the top 25 of the worst, most shocking... Controversial films. Seen. No, I got oh, you. controversial, yes. Yeah, you got a good one on that one. Thank you, dude. That one was funny, though. Can't you? Yeah, well, that was Sheriff's in Shock job. That was part of it. They were doing the Ann Coulter. By the way, I hate that bitch. And Coulter, I hate her so much. That's the difference between the right and the left. The left actually believes. Change that L with an N. The left actually believes hmm. what they what they say. Mm-hmm. The right is so Coulter. just running a gimmick hmm. mm-hmm. to make money. Oh, definitely. I, I and you, I've heard Rush Limbaugh say before it is a gimmick. He's gone out and said it before, they don't and believe, people don't care. They don't believe that crap. You've got to be a moron to believe that crap, yet they spew, they spew it because people buy it for some reason. She doesn't believe this about those 9-11. She is literally trying to sell books. It's so it's it's no more over the top than when we talk about dead babies mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's well, a, we really don't want to play with dead babies, but... Sells uh, ratings. They're good. For, they're good for shade when you're at the beach. Mm-hmm. Good dog chew toys. It's a hideout. Real radio. Auto four point one. I'm sexually attracted to chunks. Hour out from the open door. Wrapping up. Hour number two. Here in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Then let me ask uh, C-Lane something. How are the calls going tonight? Who, which area code's doing the best? 407-321-386-863? 407 stepping up mostly. There's been some uh, not-so-bad 321s, but uh, it uh, just it only got bogged down when we had the uh, the little Good. controversial movie thing going on. How about on. the uh, quality of calls? What's the highest grade you've given tonight so far? A B. Yeah, I, 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 I see your highest grade period. I, I think. gave a B minus. 
Okay. All right, so highest grade so far by C-Lane, the unpaid producer screens your phone call, has been a B-minus so far. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, just checking. Seeing that how... was on a cell phone, though. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, this is kind of funny. If we want to play this one really quickly. One thing I do want to talk about is Tommy Bateman wants to buy a gun. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is a major mistake, and I'd like to petition the state of Florida to say no. It's not a mistake. We'll talk about that in a second. However, track three is kind of... shoot you if I I'm what, right now. The, the audio is kind of crappy, so I'm wondering whether or not it's whether whether it's good to hang through. But I, where'd you get this from, Matt? I found it on College Humor, and it's... Uh, What's the show called? So you think you can dance? Yeah, and it's just a gay guy that's very delusional about his own talent, like most gay guys are for some reason. <laughs> it's not just it's most people who think they have yeah, talent. Yeah, I mean, you watch any of these shows, and all these talents are not really talents at all. 24-7, you better understand yourself or else you have problems. And I do understand myself. I exuberate fantasticisms. I'm amazingly talented. I'm great. Nothing that anyone does could ever bring me down because I'm the number one in anything I do. Because number one is the best, number two is first loser, and I'm not going to be a loser. Alright, now... Has anyone seen this show? What's the premise of the show? You go in. Are you auditioning to be a backup dancer? I mean, what is it? Kinda. It's like American Idol, but dancing. You just stand in front of three judges and get judged. There's also a clip online of uh, a girl doing this this uh, show and puking afterwards because she's yeah. in such bad shape. Yeah. I, I gotta find that. Are you I, kidding? I, I yeah, can I'll, show it to you. Okay. All right. Here's more of the uh, gay delusional guy from So You Think You Can Dance. Just take it off. Okay. Right put it. He's wearing a fur coat right now. I'll put it on the floor, even though it's defensive. It looks dirty. It looks dirty. Okay. Cue music. <laughs> I pause it. Uh... Uh, what is the song? Never gonna let you down. Never gonna hurt you. Never gonna give you up by Rick Ashley. Oh god! So that's what he's decided he's gonna dance to. His big break is gonna be not gay at all. Great song. Uh, don't start taking anything off for God's sake. Okay, love you, Mink. Ian, how how old are you, man? I'm 25 years old. How long have you been dancing for? My whole life. Really? You class that as dance? Really? Did you train? And I wouldn't class it as a suit, but, you know, we're it different isn't. people. I know. It's a jacket. Whatever. Whatever you say. I don't know. Keep going. Ian, uh, when you make an entrance like that, which you made quite an entrance, but you got to back it up with something. I mean, that really wasn't dancing going on there. I, I don't, I don't know that then. I don't know what I would classify it as, but... I don't know, man. First of all, just... wait, 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 wait. I've been dancing my whole life. I don't care. I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, you don't see things well. Where do you dance normally? Dancing. I dance in my room. I dance at my friend's house. I dance at clubs. I dance everywhere. Don't tell me that I wasn't dancing before. I am a dancer. I'm a dancer. Obviously, you want to be on television again. No. Uh, I like. I like the. <laughs> I dance anywhere where I'm not paid to because no one will do it. I dan- I'm 25 years old and I dance in my room. That's the first thing he he can like bring to the table. I got the, also got the video of uh, the chick puking. All right, let's finish up the, the gay delusional guy first. I, maybe I have to get onto this show and watch it. It looks like it's a winner. Oh, I don't want to be on television. I want to be a superstar, and that's what I am, and I'm dancing. So don't tell me I'm not a dancer. How long? You were classified yeah. as dancing. Did you pass out as dancing? No, absolutely not. And who are you? 
Three words, blank, blank. Oh, uh, and the exclamation point. That's the third word. I love this guy. He's fantastic. Booking for the show. And definitely find. And definitely find that video for Hepe too, so he can watch this fat chick puke. Can you send me the link? I I can't because we're gonna play the audio, and I have to log off to do that. Okay. But do you want to play this? Do you have the audio? Now go ahead and play it. Let me yeah yeah let me recue it. I don't want Matt touching my computer. Just stay over there. I'll, f I'll get it later. Get your sausage gravy over there. My name is Angela Palmer. I'm 24. I am like dancers right, come in these music videos. <laughs> As you can see by the outfit, um, I just I'm not very. I'm not She's at all. a very um, chubby a girl with short red hair, and she comes out here absolutely terrible. She has like a ten-year-old body, a fat like a like a Himakala body. Is it like uh, the Chris Farley Chippendale dance? Yes. SNL? And so she's just dancing. Yeah, there. right now she's dancing, and now she stopped, and she's covering her mouth right now. You okay. I was an idiot. Oh Lord, have mercy. Get off the stage. Oh, Get off the stage. Oh, <laughs> so she leans over the side of the stage. Oh, he's about to come out. Oh, oh God. Oh, let me know what I Sorry. And lets it go. Aww. Oh. For throwing up. It's the best thing she did. Yeah. Alright, you can find it on thatvideosite.com. <laughs> And now they critique her. Angela, I don't want to be mean to you. You've just been sick for right. goodness sake. Okay. You know, and you weren't even watching yourself. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way, darling. <laughs> Shane, try and put yourself together and. This is crazy. <laughs> Alright, pause it for a second. Ali says he has some info. Ali in the 407, what you got, dude? Hey, man, that whole uh, that whole thing with that gay dude or whatever, that was a total bit, I'm telling you. The Jerky Boys did the same thing. Do you know like, that was the Jerky Boys on the show or no? No, 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 it wasn't the Jerky Boys on the show, but they did. But they had, like, the same exact voice, the same, I mean, whole... No, it's a stereotypical gay voice. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is he, the problem is there are people who are actually like that in real life. That's why it was funny, because you've seen those people out there doing that, that whole bit, and they parodied that. Oh, she's awful. Yeah, wait till you get to her puking. I was an idiot. I mean, she's... And the look of horror on these guys' faces, she's in a tutu. Yeah. I was she's an the idiot. big fat girl in a tutu. I was an idiot. <laughs> All right, and here's uh, the final uh, thing they say to her. It was like watching a, you know, a skit from Saturday Night Live for me. I mean, really. There's some <laughs> technique there. Oh, this is great. I, this is great. As soon as she stopped with, like, the worst 
possible dance routine ever. She immediately puts her mouth over her hand. There she goes. She's about to, she's about to spew. Oh, nope, she's okay. She's, oh, and See. everybody's got their, oh, there it goes. That's so dirty, you fat cow. <laughs> oh, you're such a hooker. I'm sorry. Stop, please. I you did. I'm beast. That's all I have to say. Jesus. Good luck with following whatever other career you have planned for yourself. I, I truly don't think it's ever going to be a dancer. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I want to throw up looking at her weird elf face. Yeah, she is very just awkward looking. All right, that's good right. enough. It's the Hideout Radio. Man, I just got where he's 104.1. Hour three, Friday night. The Hideout Row Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star 1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. I understand listening may be down because the World Cup is going on. Ah. Good thing we aren't broadcasting anywhere out of America where people care. Only on RealRadio.fm. Hey, let's take it up to the... Uh, well, we'll do it in a second. Right, I guess Bobby Hill and the two 215s on the phone wants to comment about the Makos photos on the website uh-huh. from the live broadcast. He's been given a C- minus by uh, Matt Albert. Ooh. I'm sure probably because they're about him. Would you be willing to change that grade at all over there, C-Lane? Bobby Hill's... Uh... I'll check I'll check it out. Yeah, because we can't take it as a C-. minus. Why would you give him a C-? minus, Bobby goddamn Hill. It really wasn't on topic. Oh, we just switched over. It's the beginning of a segment. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. If it's, if it's like two minutes into a topic and then someone calls off topic, then yes. All right. C-. Now it's on topic. There is something I would like to bring up. Uh, Dubs, this is right up your alley. Yeah? A ferality show could be the new thing. Uh, apparently they're going to get a whole bunch of cats and put them in a... Put them in a house and people can vote them off. Actually, punch Bobby Hill up right now because I'm sure he has something to say about this. Well, he's being screened. Damn it. Because he was the one that turned me on to Puppy Bowl. Oh, during the Super Bowl? Yes, uh, Puppy Bowl. Uh, in, uh, I guess this is going to be a ferality show where you can uh, vote off cats. All right, here's Bobby Hill in the 215. What you got, Bobby? Ponch and Shasta McNasty radio gaze. Yo. <laughs> hey, uh, I just wanted to mention. I thought Good to I was have you. Some of the pictures. <laughs> oh, I love you, buddy. Hmm. I was looking at some of the pictures from uh, Makos, and dude, you really should have let C Lane wear a bib or something, dude. Those fleshy man boobs with a concave. Chest. Yeah. Hey, Ponch, was that? What, what, what was that on your head? A LeBron James basketball with a gay beard? Okay. <laughs> thank you, Bobby. Uh, call. I would give it an F. You ask. I Be give it. it a plus plus. He didn't tell me the Ponch. That was joke. extra credit. Those photos on RuralRadio.fm and also the Heretics posted theirs on uh, HideoutHeretics.net. All right, so anyway, they're doing this, like, Big Brother Survivor type thing with cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grand prize is an executive-level job with Meow Mix cat food. Wait, the cat gets the job? Yes. I don't know. Maybe they're going to be a spokesperson. Whatever. <laughs> I know. Now, it's going to run in three-minute segments on the Animal Planet. For ten consecutive weeks. And you just vote a cat off. And it's a webcam-equipped meow-mix house on Madison Avenue. All right, let me run this by you. We here at Clear Channel, and especially, like, 
in Orlando, we're always ranked really high for our web hits. You know, mainly thanks to the monsters mm-hmm. and monsters.fm. I've got an idea to drive drive web content to the hideout page, unrealradio.fm. I would like to set up a webcam thing kind of along these lines, but slightly different. How different? I want to get a clear box and ten cockroaches, each labeled. We put a webcam on it, and we have people watch. At the end of the day, we vote off a cockroach. We take the cockroach out live on the air and on the webcam, and we kill it. We execute it. This is literally how how would you uh how would someone vote on it like uh that red cockroach is being a prick in there biting the other cockroaches I, uh, voted out uh, here's the thing I don't know I mean there are all kinds of things you could do mm-hmm. and we can mark we can mark the roaches and you would know maybe we get a little personality you get to know a little something about them maybe people watch people can blog and post on the on the website I say uh, yeah definitely give a, uh, like maybe set up a profile page with each one of them giving little facts about the cockroach what he enjoys likes dislikes and I would like I'd love the idea of executing a cockroach at the end of each night I think people would watch this thing if it's just a box, I think people would be into it. What I say, I say, like, uh, get a huge fish tank, ten mice, different color mice, white, gray, black, all that kind of stuff, put them in there. Every three or four days, have a vote. That mouse that gets voted out gets fed to the hideout snake. I like that. Right, that one. Now, will PETA get on our ass for this? Why? Because we're feeding a, a snake. It's not like we're just killing a, uh, a piece of the wildlife for the sake of that. Because like, I know they wouldn't give us any crap over a cockroach because, you know, whatever, it's a roach. Mm-hmm. If you're standing up for a roach, F you. But if... Save the exoskeletons. But if we roll with a rat, but you're right, it would be for feeding a snake. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like we're just chopping the rat, the rat's head off and uh, watching it bleed and giggling the whole time, which would be fun as well. And then we vote off which rat mm-hmm. gets fed to the snake. And what, what does the winning rat get? Gets set free. No, I think I think we we do something special for that rat. Like? I don't know. Big block of cheese. Thrown in a dumpster. Okay. Bigger snake. Let's sell it. Or no, maybe the black snake. Maybe we kill that snake that uh, ate all the rats, and we feed it to the rat. No, I don't think we'd get away with killing the snake. Why not? Because ideally, we're feeding the rat to the snake. That's part of the progression. But I don't think you could just kill this. I just worry about Peter getting all over us. Bring it on. That's what I say to Peter right now. Bring it on. Doug is so th- damn tough. Doug in the three twenty one. What you got, Doug? Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. Uh, listen, I think the uh, the rat mouse thing's probably a great idea. You know, to have the webcam on them. Mm-hmm. But you need to have. Uh, you say you get ten mice. Right. Yeah, ha- each one of them has to have their Three own. Three of them mice, blind. Have have their own MySpace account. I li- now here's, I like the idea of them having their own MySpace oh. account or Ooh. setting it up like on RealRadio.fm. Like that's their that's their profile. No, the mouse. Yeah, the, they, the, yeah. And then what you do is at the end of the week. The one that has the least number of friends. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, the mouse space. Okay. Whoever has the least amount of friends that I, week. 
Uh, you know what, Doug? Hold on. You're going to win a prize for being a thinker. Good job. Right, well, thanks. Yeah, good job. I like it when people call and bring stuff to the table. Now, uh, dumbass over there, C-Lane, put that up as a C-plus call. That, that is at least an A. At the very least, B-plus. He brought a legit idea to the to the, to the the uh, table. It doesn't have to be hilariously funny to be an A. It just has to be on topic and good. All right, Dubs, I'm digging this. All right, so you'd rather go with the mice and the cockroaches? Yeah, mice and a snake. Now here's the thing with, with the with the with the roaches we do it over ten days, with the mice if it's ten it literally goes. I say seven. It's like ten months. Not it'll go a month because the snake will eat every three days, won't it? I think it's. I don't think so. I think it's either. I, I it might be once a week. Only once a week. Yeah, they don't eat. They can go like months without eating. But I think they uh, will eat, and you're supposed to feed them one mice a month, uh, one one mouse a week or something like that. I can't remember. All right, Eric's got an idea in the 407. What's up, Eric? Hey, man, I, I think this mouse thing's a great idea, and it'll work out real well. Maybe you should give everybody uh, a little ownership of one of the mice, and uh, when they get voted out, they take uh, you know they take a little punishment as well. I, I like the idea of adding the punishment to the idea, like we have our own mouse, and we're doing everything we can to make sure, mouse. make sure yeah. that mouse doesn't get eaten. <laughs> and I'm just watching Dub's mouse get yeah. ravaged <laughs> by the snake, just right. crying. All right, write all these ideas. That's a good idea, Eric. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, cut you off. Okay, so each one... Reflects one person in the hideout. So we get the fattest rat for uh, Matt, you know, like uh, uh, a skinny kid touching mouse for me. Um, one with a, a lot of facial hair for you, Hefe. Or a bald one. Tommy. Come on, a, man. Tommy gets a real fit one. Real angry one. Mm-hmm. Chunks just gets a lethargic retard one. Napier's got the one that's chasing its own tail. <laughs> and Sealing gets the one that looks like an overgrown baby. Or just a baby one. <laughs> one that hasn't lived life yet. Jordan in the 407. What's up, Jordan? What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, buddy. Um, okay, I want to bring back the cockroach idea. Yeah. And um, you've got, you know, however many cockroaches you want, 10 or whatever. The winner, co- actually, you know, I like the idea of giving each one ownership to one of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of it, your winner cockroach uh, will turn into a sandwich for Matt Albert. I, I like the <laughs> idea that Matt gets to feed. All right, people. Sally tells me this. He, she goes, I know you can't believe it, but Peter will get on your ass about killing roaches on the air for entertainment. Movies have to make sure they don't harm roaches. Uh, so doing it on the radio would definitely pull the extremists. Well, then maybe that's the way we get out of it, Dubs. Is we do it, this, here's the thing, this snake would eat regardless, mm-hmm. and it would eat mice, we just happen to gather the ones and put a webcam on it and put it on realradio.fm. And people vote on which, so one of them is going to live instead of all of them being fed. We're going to save one, just like the stupid ass turkey that gets the pardon mm-hmm. every Thanksgiving. This one gets the uh, hideout pardon. Mark my words, I want this to happen. And then we put it in uh, Chunks' room to live forever. Bobby in the 407. What do you have, Bobby? Bobby, go ahead. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, love the show, by the way. Thank you. Um, I got a Colombian red tail bow I want to donate for this little uh, skit how, you guys are doing. How often uh, does it eat? Well, I feed him once a week, but I mean... Once a week, okay. He'll, uh, he'll scarf a mouse every four days. 
right, I tell you what, Bobby, I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to get your phone number, okay? Because I would, I'd like to do it with a uh, with a heretic snake. That'd be great. All right, hold on, Bobby. All right. You got it. All right, thank you, bro. Nice. All right, get Bobby's name and information. All right, C Lane. Can you handle that, Uncle Buck? Got it. Good. I'm on it. Great. Now, where are we going to put the snake in? Uh, right. Well, here's the thing. Maybe if Bobby wants to set it up at his place, because it's his snake, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I don't think uh, the rest of the shows here would appreciate mice and a snake in the corner. <laughs> Whatever. So? You can put it back in the back. Get over it. It's nature. Whatever. I wouldn't be a big fan of it. Put it in the office. Although it's Bobby's animal, so I wouldn't mind, you know, if he wants to keep it at home, mm-hmm. if he wouldn't mind setting up the webcam, if he can do that. I have a feeling we turn it on one day, we see him with some hooker in the background. Going Added at it. bonus. Added bonus. Somehow we get in trouble for that. Leah in the 407, what do you get, Leah? Uh, I had an idea about your Winnie Mouse, okay. actually. I think that the Winnie Mouse should be allowed to breed. So they can pass on their genes. So you'll have the yes. He's mouse, a he's the a supreme mouse. mouse. I like right. that's a very good idea. Like it's not only do we spare his life, we uh we turn we stud him. You know he gets right. to be the st- I like that. Good thinking, Lee. Good job. That would bring he something gets to the laid. Table. <laughs> All right, this is gonna work. Let's just take Matt Albert's mouth out right now, then. Mm-hmm. All right, how about this one? Would that be funny if Matt Albert's mouse got laid before him? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm beginning to question whether or not he's even a virgin anymore. Oh, yeah? A few late nights for the big man. Ooh. Ooh. All right, Giant Brian, who I, uh, I love, says, feed the snake Sadie Lou. No. Cody? Sadie Lou is no, Cody either. <laughs> Your animals, Dubs? My dog and cat are not food for snakes. All right, we're going to do this. There's no way PETA can get on our asses about it. It is part of the food chain. The Life cycle. S- the snake would have to eat mice regardless. All we're doing is putting it up on the webpage. And you're getting to vote which uh, which mouse lives and which mouse dies. This could be the most fun we've ever had on RealRadio.fm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times... You know, in Orlando, we're like number three behind New York and L.A. as far as markets go for Clear Channel. And real radio is always in the top ten. I think something like this could get us national exposure just anywhere. And I think it could genuinely put the Hideout webpage over the top. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. I'm going to make this thing happen, Dubs. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, Hour 3. I think we do this reality show. Yeah, internet reality show. With uh, the mice and getting fed to the snakes. To the snake. We need a catchy name for it, though. Uh, huh. Uh, Lisa in the 386. What do you got, Lisa? Hey, guys. Hey there, sweetie. All right. I think we need to do an immunity challenge. Uh, explain. <laughs> Each week? Well, it, daily 
daily, weekly, however long you want to take the, uh, you know, make it last. But do like a little maze, you know, and each day or each week or however you want to do it, uh, put them all in there, and whichever one makes it out first, they get immunity. They don't get fed that day. I like that idea. I, I like doing that the night before the immunity challenge because then we could tell people go there. We put them in the maze, and people could watch along with us. They have and who, whoever was like just a complete retard in the maze. Would probably lose a few votes that uh, that week, and that's 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 Darwinism right there too. All right, Lisa, bringing something to the table, you win a prize. Good job. And you know what, C Lane, you're an idiot because he put that up as a D. He graded her as a D. Wow, that's a good idea. That was a typo. D's near C. That should have been an A. All right, how about this? The Don wants to throw out there as far as the name goes, mm-hmm. Snake Pit Survivor. That one's not bad. I'd like to get mouse in there somewhere. Uh, do you see the company getting in the in the way of this? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know how they could, but you know how corporations can be. Yeah, they can get a little edgy whenever, or not edgy, but uh, scared of leery. Yeah, of uh, anything where an animal's dying, especially I guess with what happened, you know, with Bubba down in Tampa. But mm-hmm. I think it's completely different. Yeah, we aren't. This yeah. isn't being a malicious, being malicious. This would have happened anyway. We're just profiting off of it. What about when you get down to the last two? You don't vote. You just drop them into the cage at the same time with the snake. <laughs> and whoever survives, hey, you're the winner. You get to breed or whatever happens. I like that idea a lot. But who's going to reach in there and grab the other one out after the one's all bloodthirsty and eaten? <laughs> no. Not it. <laughs> Too late. Your idea. <laughs> No, no, that doesn't doesn't work that way. Yes, it does. You brought it to the table. And you just screaming, no, no, doesn't get you out of it either. Oh, crap. There's a pie you brought to the table, you'd eat it. Just because Edison created a light bulb, he didn't test it first. Yes, he did. He might have exploded on him. Wasn't it Franklin that went out there with the kite and the key? Mm -hmm. Don't be racist. I have a funny story about racism. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I hold on a second, JC may have a name. This is awful. We can't roll with it, but I'll let you say it. JC the 407, what do you got? Mouse witch. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. You're evil. <laughs> You're evil. No. Oh, I get it. Shock jock. Shock jock. Shock jock. Shock jock. How about into the rat hole? What's wrong with you? Why does everything got to be gay, man? I don't know. That's how my mind rolls. And I got Elton John in the background. It kind of gazed me up a bit. Mark in the 407. What do you got, Mark? Hey, you guys could take yourself out of the whole PETA picture. And what you do is you take the two take two tanks, join them together like a little uh, tube or something like that, with a little slide. And you have people log in and vote for who's not going to get eaten. It could be, but I like the idea of it being a reality show and it literally being up to the listeners. And who gets voted off mm-hmm. that week. And the immunity challenge and the whole thing. I want many tiki torches in there. Or maybe uh, we give each of them a rose, except for one of them. And that sad, roseless rat gets eaten. <laughs> i got to be honest, man. I think it would be the biggest thing on the internet. It'd be right up there. I don't know how you couldn't watch it. Uh, we can make this happen. We gotta make this happen. I I want to get this started next week. Like get 
Yeah, get the, get the ball rolling. It doesn't have to start next week, but at least have everything starting to get set up. Why with the circle of life? Because that's what it is. Peter can't touch us. <laughs> I don't think they can. I genuinely do not believe that they can just because of the fact that it would have happened anyway. I don't think we're being cruel or inhumane. We're just feeding a poor snake. Stupid. Elton <laughs> John. Alright, let's take a break. I think we got a winner on our hands. Uh, you know what? Elton I, did too, right when he put out that song. He knew. Hit. Alright, let me ask you this. Hold on a second. JJ in the 407. What's up, JJ? <laughs> JJ, hey, go. how's it going? What you got, buddy? Uh, I think you should give the snake, uh, the mice names. Like, um, like maybe you can name one El Jefe, Jadov. Uh, we got, we already kind got. of, kind of already got that, uh, that idea rolling where each of us have ownership of that. So it'll be Jadov's mouse, uh, Matt's mouse. What if we name them after radio people we hate? <laughs> <laughs> when we're, we're pulling, for, yeah, that could get, uh, a little bit angry at mice. And I don't want to be angry at the mouse just because of some Rosenberg. <laughs> or it happens to be named Garabo. We can't all name him Chad. <laughs> Come on, Dukes. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> but then I think it'd blow up so much there's no reason you would want to... Uh... Yeah, I'd give them any run. Right. Or how about after former bosses? I like that. Come on, Olsen. Get eaten. Chili Walker. Oh, uh, no, we, we like Chili. Let's well, just... I think any of the bosses. Cameron, Dale. Michael Hughes. Line one. I think that would also be fun. Line one would be over there keeping all the pelts for himself. What's wrong with you? Lotioning his hands. <laughs> Mickey in the 407. What's up, Mickey? What's up, guys? What you got? Got a name for your uh, your show, and uh, right. let me get ready for it. All right. All right, Arrested Devourment. Arrested Devourment is fun. I like that one. That's not bad. It's it's more usable than Mauschewitz. Yeah. <laughs> which, if we were just heartless, evil bastards, we would roll with, but, you know, you can't. Mausacost or something like that. Yeah, that's not good. See, that's not good. That, that, exactly. That would be the exact thing that get, would get us in trouble with it. We got we to gotta be somewhat there, friendly. There has to be an image in here that we aren't being too mean. Rick in the 407. What's up, Rick? Hi, I was just uh, saying. I was just thinking. Uh, why would you care what Peter thought? I, I mean, he- not, why would you care what Peter thought? I mean, it's not like they're a government uh, organization. Just but they, they are powerful against other companies. We aren't afraid of getting arrested over it. Yeah, we, we're we afraid of getting fired over it. Honestly, we could care less about Peter. It's the pressure that a nonprofit could throw onto a corporation. The corporation saying. All right, screw it. Uh, who we'll needs fire him. The hideout's causing us too much trouble because of PETA. Yeah, that's where it is. Otherwise, yeah. I, could, I could give a rat's ass. <laughs> ah, yeah. Hi-yo! Hey now! <laughs> you are <Chuck> winning! Shock. <laughs> <laughs> you look disappointed at yourself because of that. Here's the thing. I didn't even really mean it. <laughs> but... I loved it. You know. Maximus in the 187. What's up, Maximus? I get the best name for you guys. Go ahead, buddy. Serpent Survivorman. I I like Serpent Survivor, Dubs. I like that one too. I'm thinking something with rodent. 
I like Serpent Survivor because it makes uh, Survivor. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've been just trying to rack my brain over here. Christine, I had one. Christine in the 407's got one, possibly Dubs. Hey guys, yeah, I thought maybe Mousetrap. How about just plain old Mousetrap, Dubs? Or do you want something a little bit more evil sounding? Yeah, I, and I don't want it to sound like we're playing a board game I, on a webcam. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Here's the thing too: snakes on the plane is coming out. What are the chances that this gets so big? Samuel L. Jackson comes here for the finals. It could happen. Got to think big to hide out. Real Radio 104.1. I got to correct myself. What's up? Uh, Maximus' idea was serpent survive vermin. Ah, vermin. I get it. And that I think is a winner. How about? I was thinking about downstairs. I was thinking rat out. You rat someone out. And that's how you. Rat out's good too. And our challenges for him is the rat race. I can see it, man. It's a hideout roll radio 104.1. Oh, God. And this is the theme, of course. Round and round. Rat with two T's. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Dubs? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Modest mouth. Dubs, best breast in Hollywood. Yes. Who is it? Let me uh, pull out the list here. They I have... wanted you to guess. Oh. Don't go looking at the list. Well, I already have the list. Um, My favorite boobs in Hollywood would have to be... Um, God, who has... Just uh, on the pure fact of the song, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. Tig old biddies. I haven't seen the list. Um, Chunks. Scarlett Johansson. That's number one. You saw the list. No, I didn't. I just know that everyone's always talking about them, and they are magnificent. They were they were uh, technically enhanced in the island, which, by the way, I liked that movie a lot. I never saw it. It was uh, it was decent. I thought it was good. I saw it twice. Oh wow, Matt Albert, uh, the chick off of Grey's Anatomy, Catherine Heigl. She was in a uh, Dark Siege or Dark Territory with Steven Seagal. Dark Territory. Yeah. My father, the hero. Yeah. All right. Now, Tommy, you good came one. up with your own list. I came up with two different lists. One was best nude scene, and the other was just best Hollywood breasts that we've seen. No, like, hiding behind, like... Bras and yeah. shirts. Why don't you give yours, and then we'll give the top ten according uh, to this. Do you want this. scenes or just breasts? All right, give me scenes first. Uh, number ten, kind of an all-time favorite of every guy, uh, Phoebe Cates, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Number nine... They weren't the best breasts ever, but I did like them. Elizabeth Berkley and Showgirls. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Connelly in the hot spot, her first topless scene. And number seven, no one here will agree with me except Matt, but Carla Gugino in Sin City. Fell asleep. You must be gay. Uh, Number six is Angelina Jolie in Gia. Uh, Number five, Amanda Peet in The Whole Nine Yards. Yes. Number four, Heather Graham in Killing Me Softly. Number three, no one here will know, but just trust me, Laura Belmont in The War Zone. Amazing. Just amazing breasts. Mm -hmm. Number two is Halle Berry in Swordfish. And number one, best topless nude scene is Alyssa Milano, Embrace of the Vampire. Alright, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. What are your favorite boobs? Monica Bellucci. What about ones you've actually seen? I've seen hers. Oh, 
When? Oh, I got nudes. Yeah, no, she does a lot of nude stuff. Oh, does she? Yeah. In fact, uh, Heretic Joe gave me an entire CD-ROM of all her <laughs> nudes. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, did you like the pictures? I'm like, yeah, I've seen them all. But thank you. Regardless. Um, Easy go-to. No, absolutely. Okay, let me see here. All right, what, what's your other list there, Tommy? Just the best breasts, like, overall. Not, oh. not necessarily in a scene, but maybe in a magazine or whatever. All right, let me hear him. I actually like Christina Ricci. She was naked in uh, Prozac Nation. I think she probably has good ones. I can see that. Uh, number nine. Although oh. they're kind of the fat girl ones. No, no, you she's, would, you she's would think so. now. Yeah, you'd think so because of some of her earlier work, but she actually is pretty skinny now. Okay. Number nine, I've always liked them. Madonna. Mm. Her, her breasts are great. I've never seen them before. Really? Yeah. I'll send you a picture in a second. Okay. Number eight, I don't That's know. That's why I love having Tommy on our team. Yeah, anytime. Some of you will probably disagree with this, but I like them in that video, the Paris Hilton video. I thought her boobs were... They were, they were surprisingly good. Yeah, but they were very perky and firm. Number seven, Christina Aguilera, especially with those new pictures of hers that just came out. Uh, number I, six, do you have pictures of Christina Aguilera's? I've, see, I've seen her in a few see-through shirts. Dude, come on! You gotta share. They've been around for years. I can't believe you haven't seen them. Jesus. And then she just did this new, like, uh, I don't know what magazine it was, but she's just wearing like a sheet, and she looks incredible. Oh, wow. Number six, uh, going back to my other list, is Heather Graham. Uh, number five is Leanne Tweeden, who Chunks picked, I believe, for the Hideout Hottie Fantasy Draft. Number four, Hefe won't like this, but everyone else will like it. Eva Mendez. I like her now. Oh, she doesn't I, yeah, look like I, your cousins anymore? Well, she just reminds me of my cousins, but mm. I'm sure my cousin, cousins have got good boobs. Yeah. Oh, Tommy. Mm, whatever. Yeah. Number three, um, I don't know how you guys would know her, but Krista Allen. Matt would know her. Emmanuel from space. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alrighty. Yes, absolutely. She's Every also, pubescent boy knows that one. She was also on um, uh, some HBO show, Unscripted. And she's also famous for dating George Clooney. Okay. Uh, and, and David Spade. Oh, God. Oh, well, how do you go from Clooney to Spade, or was it vice versa? Oh, yeah. That, I think she went from Clooney to Spade. Wasn't, wasn't how it went? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> talk, talk about falling off. Hey, who was like uh, going from real radio to O-Rock. Who was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was Spade just uh, dating? Uh, Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. He's actually able to pull in some good tail. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. This show mm-hmm. is awful. Again, speaking of Ora, uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Number two, I love, I love her boobs, Carly Gugino. I, I'll send you more pictures. They're just fantastic. Already? Nice and, nice and full. And number one, Selma Hayek. I never realized that she had really good boobs. She always, I always just noticed more of her ass. But I did see a photo. Uh, I don't know what it was on. I think it was on the Colbert Report, actually. And that showed her cleavage, and they looked great. So, anyway. All right, send me all those photos you promised, <laughs> please, sir. You have a lot. And we'll take a break and come back and tell you which the uh, the top ten boobs. Next in the Hideout on Road Radio 1. And if you feel something was left off, obviously feel free to chime in. It's a Hideout Road Radio 104.1. I'm getting this. I'm thinking to Tommy sending me these photos of these topless girls. I don't even know how you get these, dude. You're a genius. To Hideout Road Radio 104.1. You know one thing that's incredibly underrated when it comes to a woman's looks? What's that? Skin. Yeah. Blotchiness and smoothness and, you know, just everything about the uh, the uh, tan or non-tan of it. 
Uh, Can he, make or break. He showed me a photo of Christina Aguilera. And, like, as great as her boobs look, like, she's got incredible skin. Mm -hmm. And that is just something that's really sexy. But, you know, it's not, it, it's overlooked when you're talking about a chick. But when you see a chick with bad skin, it's an instant turnoff. So every guy notices it. It just it doesn't register in the head, you know? He's showing me these Carla Gugino boobs, and she's got mom boobies. Mm. I don't think... Turning uh, me on now. Almost like they're beginning that slant downward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they're looking at the tile. Soft in the 713. What's up, a hideout documentary filmmaker, Soft? Yo, 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 how's it going in the hideout? What you got, buddy? I cannot believe you've not said this one yet. Uh, -huh. uh I think you touched on it, but... uh Good old Kathy Bates with the mom freckle boobies. All right, Ooh, no, I'll beat it, you ass. Who doesn't want those luscious things? Go away. <laughs> I love your filmmaking. I hate your taste in boobs. Right. All right, here's the top ten according to Vanity Fair. Uh, no, it's not, no, not, in touch. Yeah, in touch weekly. Ten, Brittany Murphy. Those are those would probably be nice. I guess I'm, I'm saying her face looks retarded, but the, the chest is good. Now when she lost weight, though, I bet that would make them sag. I'm thinking more of her from Clueless, they could be hot. Yeah. She's like 80 pounds and maybe a B cup. I don't see how... I think they're honestly... Anything. I think they're going off the Clueless. Uh, That's movie. 94, isn't it? Yeah. So? Lohan was, at, Lohan was at nine. As if. Rebecca Romijan, uh, number eight. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, seven. Pretty strong. Mm -hmm. Tyra Banks, six. Man, she has big boobs. She's always had a very nice... Even when she was mm -hmm. ultra... She's thickening up now. But she's always got good boobs. But even Fresh Prince or Higher Learning, you could tell she had a nice chest. That's another movie I need to rewatch. Higher Learning. Yeah, I haven't watched I'm just, that in probably I'm a writing decade. All these Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning. Uh, let's see here. Jessica Alba was five. Good pick, solid. Her chest has never really been overwhelming to me. However, she's another one of those great skin, nice ass. Good enough for me. I think she got fake ones. There are people really? pictures of her scars, like right next to her breasts. Who are you talking about? Uh, Jessica Alba. I don't think they're fake. I, you would think that uh, that would get out there pretty quick that she has fake boobs. Eh, and, uh, you would, and you would... Uh, you would think that she would have enough money to get a good doctor to hide the scars. Yeah, but look at Tara Reed. She had a terrible yeah. job. Look, she still right. had money. Tommy sent me that one, the Laura Belmont in the war zone. Uh, not impressed at all. Tommy, you're letting me down as the poonhound, dude. Those Carly Gugino and the other chick, that's not very send, hot. Send me uh, that one. I want to see it. The Heather Graham one's not that bad. I'm not sending you anything. No, I'm telling Tommy to. Number three, Selma <laughs> Hayek. <laughs> number two, Jessica Simpson. And number one, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, those are nice. Who? No, no, I sent you uh, Heather Graham. I'm going back. Okay. Yeah, that's Heather Graham, dude. Yeah, those are good. No, she's got nice ones. There's something about Heather Graham, man. She is... uh. I don't know what it is about her. I'm like, I'm not usually into blondes, but I don't know if it's still, I'm seeing Roller Girl when I look at her, but there just seems like there's something wrong with her. So that's nice. She's who's, the, a, who's the one in the bed? That's the Warzone chick that he put yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hefe. They aren't that good. 
Or it's like the the one, the top one, kind of looks like pectorals instead of actual boobs. Right. Tommy, something you want to tell us? All right, people oh, are, yeah, I'm buying a gun. <laughs> oh, never mind, then these are genius. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, there's something wrong with Heather Graham, and that's hot. Like, there's an, especially this first one you sent where she looks all crazy. What movie is that from? Killing Me Softly? Yeah. Did she play a wacko on that? No. She played some dumb whore that gets involved with some guy who's all his wives or ex-girlfriends have died mysteriously, and she tries to figure out if he's the one that's actually killing them. All right, that seems awful. Seems... No, it's great. That's why she was naked in every scene. Well, Save I mean, it. the only reason would be to watch her nude. Russell Crowe's in it. So? He's hot. He is? Yeah. I don't remember that. Hmm. All right, well, there it is. Did you agree with that, list? That's not a bad list. I, not bad at all. Other than the Brittany Murphy, which is questionable, but the other ones you could say, hey, these are pretty good boobs. Jessica Simpson, yeah, I think she has a nice rack on her. Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she belongs number one, but definitely she belongs up there. I'm not going to bitch about her being number one, though. Here's the thing about Johansson. I see her being fat when she gets old. I really think she'll balloon up. She does look like she could, but I do think she'll maintain I guess it's a really big deal that Elizabeth um, Taylor is just a wacko now because apparently mm-hmm. she was really hot in her day. And then she's on, like, Larry King selling costume jewelry. And out of these chicks on here, which one do you think is going to lose it the most? Like, get ugliest the quickest. Uh, Tyra Banks. I think she's always going to be hot. I don't know. I, I, Other I, than Brittany Murphy. Here's who I could see it going really bad for. Scarlett Johansson and Rebecca Romaine. Something about Rebecca Romaine's there it could it could get really ugly really quick. Like all of a sudden you look at her and it's like, whoa, what happened? I can see Lindsay Lohan falling apart. And that's I tell you when it's all fun. Mm-hmm. That's when you're just like, yes. I've never had a problem with Lohan. Well, no, just when any hot chick falls apart, it's a great day for a guy. Yeah, you're right. Like, whenever you have, like, a uh, girlfriend or something, and uh, you break up with her, you're always happy to see her in just pure misery. (laughs) Even though you were the one that broke up with her. Right. You still like to see her battered and bruised. But for her to fall apart is always a good good day for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the funny thing. Like, whenever you're trying to go out with a hot chick, I don't know who that is, but that is a good one. Was the last one? Krista Allen. Yeah. Emmanuel. Lessons in love. Ooh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of these uh, Madonna boobs. I haven't gotten the Madonna ones yet. I think it's right above the Kristen Allen ones. No, he didn't send me Madonna yet. All right, now people are sending me all kinds of boob shots. This is why the internet is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Madonna ones aren't that great. Maybe it's just her face is really messing with me. Maybe there's a different face I just on like, that. Cause it's, it's like... She has small areolas. That and her... Well, I'm just talking about the actual... Breasts? Yeah, it's, you know, not saggy. It's nice. Well, it's her man abs that also... Full. Her man abs also throw it off. You know what? You got a good point there, because those abs are not, like, uh, tempting at all. All right, somebody sent me the Christina Ricci ones, and those aren't nearly what I thought they would be. Boy, oh boy. I will take a break and come back. Open door policy next. New game, J-Dubs, you got for the Heretics? Yes, it is uh, Trailer Trash, where we'll be playing 
different trailers from movies with the uh, name of the movie beeped out, so you have no idea what movie it is. But if you know the movie already, you'll know what uh, what you need to pick, and just uh, give me the title of the movie, and you win. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Friday night in the Hideout in the Hair, six of the Hair. Real Radio 104.1, last hour of the show during the week. We open up the doors of the Hair Ticks, sponsored by Taco Bell, providing a Hair Tick. Uh, Heretics with Taco Bell vouchers. Taco Bell, the bell is open late, 1 a.m. or later, fourth meal, whatever you want to call it. So, um, thank you. First of all, I see many of the Heretics sporting their fifth edition of the Hideout t-shirts. Nice. Very nice, you guys. The mistake t-shirts, as we call them, because those weren't even the uh, designs we were supposed to have. Misprints. They are the misprints. Uh, we're getting, however... 73 more of the ones we were originally supposed Ooh. to have for free, so that just means their mistake is for our game. Now, we had the live broadcast on Tuesday from Mako's, the 666 party. The majority of you here uh, were there, which was very cool. Um, however, from what I understand, there have been a couple of problems, namely possibly a fight that was on the verge of starting and for some reason, some people are pissed that it didn't go all the way through. Um, at the end of the live broadcast, before we went into the mixtapes, we did the uh, greed portion, because everything we did on Tuesday night, 666, was part of the uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. Mm-hmm. Stunts, games, this, that, and the other. Each of us uh, pulled together our money, had 100 bucks. We did one $50 bill. And $51 bills. And we shot it into the crowd at Mako's. That was representing greed. EJ from the U was insistent that he was going to grab the most money because he came out in full pads. He dressed out uh, for, for uh, I don't know if you guys remember that day. You got to dress out. You know, remember mm-hmm. those days you got to dress out full pads, football days? So he was in full pads. Uh, ready to demolish anyone and everyone to get as much money as he can with the uh, with the money drop. EJ from the U uh, won a championship ring with the University of Miami. How much money did you end up gathering from the money drop? Two dollars. Oh wow! Uh, what what was the problem? What ended up happening? Shock you got in your way? Oh, just like it's the playing field. Nice, nice, nice. No, it seems there was conspiracy. Um, between who? Well, it seems like uh, Wookie X uh, recruited some people. You got uh, Ivan and uh, Bong Swat Matt and Lester Big Hands, and they were intending to uh, box me in. So they had to triple team me to make sure I didn't kill Wookie X. Okay, so now, now apparently, now Wookie X, another one of the heretics, went out there and recruited other guys to triple team you Basically, so that yeah. so that you couldn't get any of the cash. Uh yes, Misfit Matt. Well, uh I heard that anyway on uh hereticshideout.net, Wookie X said that he'd put uh EJ from the U to the ground anyway no matter what. So okay. and they now 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 here's here's one other thing that's going on. There is there is kind of a a slow simmering hatred beginning to stew from one of the heretics. 
that I have not seen since the early days of Not Hefe. Ooh. <laughs> That's and, a painful hate right there. Yeah. <laughs> and that is for Wookiee X. Um, Why? It started by you. Yeah. So I don't, don't even go there. All right. It's you and Tommy leading the charge <laughs> against Wookiee X. Now, part of the problem is that I guess Wookiee X tends to be very loud, very boastful, and... Stupid. I mean, look yeah, at him. What's the boast about? Okay, and as Heretic Zeppelin just shouted from the back, stupid. Uh... <laughs> Now, now, why do you think that is? I'll, I'll let Wookie X. Do you want to touch on that? Why maybe some of the heretics have begun to turn on you a little bit? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, All right, pull the mic up. Talk into a mic. Is that better? Yeah, that is actually. There you go. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Is it I jealousy? Now, now listen. When you guys said, let's all come out, heretics, be whoever we want to be, this is who I want to be. I want to be loud. Annoying. I want to be obnoxious. <laughs> okay. You know, if some people take it as annoying, fine. Be it. Oh, oh, by the way, EJ, um, I got something for you, dude. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a oh, middle finger. Yeah. Um, I, even though you lost, I wanted to give you a little percentage. Oh, there you go, buddy. Oh, no, no, no. EJ, it's for you. Come on, grab it, buddy. And he hands it's, him a dollar bill. 2% of what I earned. There you go. Take so, it from the woodchuck. Come right, on. Right. <laughs> right, now. Right. Oh, oh, and Beaver. by the way. Right, shut up. Shut up. No, no. I don't want to hear. Hold on. Hold on a second. So, Wookie X, who is all of 4'11", 250 pounds, <laughs> has just tossed a dollar bill at the backup tight end for the University of Miami. All right. Let me put this to a heretic vote. Is Wookie X the next Big Dave? I'll tell you one thing that the the hideout allows is for the uh, you know the heretics to cannibalize themselves. Yeah, and for the heretics to uh, become stars. Let's go to our buddy ADH Will in the 407. What's up? Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on? I just want to say, Rookie X is trying to be louder and and more crazier than me. No, he he doesn't have ADHD. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no one more obnoxious than you. We aren't going to give him that title yet. I'll give this if I... If I were stuck somewhere and I was forced to only have one partner was choosing between ADHD Will and Wookie X, it would be ADHD Will. Yeah. He's a good time. I would rather hang out with ADHD Will. Nothing on you, Wookie X. That hurts, man. Um. <laughs> see? It's it's just it's starting. And that, look, I respect you in saying, hey, I want to be this person. I can't be this person in my everyday life because I would get cut. So I'll be this person around the heretics, although I don't know what makes you think that they won't cut you either. Because um, I have a feeling some of these boys are hiding knives, and they're just looking for some nice flesh to devour. Got uh, a lot of it. All right, 407 <laughs> 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. All right, Wookiee so I'll allow you one, one thought. And do we set up a do we set up a fight between EJ from the U and Wookie X? All right, go ahead, Wookie X. Uh, Matt, Ivan, and uh, Lester, if you guys are listening out there, uh, meet me up next week. I'll give you your cut. All right, now he's throwing out because I guess he was giving them each a dollar to block out EJ from the U. Now EJ, was your chick a little disappointed in the fact that you didn't walk away with more than two bucks? 
Uh, no, uh, she was a little upset that I wasn't in the right mind frame because people kept on grabbing my crotch. Yeah, that happened a lot. Sorry about that. Uh, that, was, that was me, a cup check, whatever. Um, I was very interested. I just wanted to see what was happening. He had the thigh pads. I was wondering if he actually had the uh, the jock on, too. All right, well, there it is. Well, Wookie X, um, congratulations. Thank you. Because I see Zeppelin ready to slit your throat. I mm. see EJ, Misfit Matt, just wants to fight someone. Um, so I could easily see it going very badly for you very quickly. But whatever. I say you keep being you. Yeah. I've got insurance. Okay. That's great. See? You see why we hate him. I don't know. I like him. Yeah. I'm a big fan. No, Pumps you don't. Bill. I'll don't lie. Um, I will say, however, his personality makes me miss Napier. Ouch. Jeez. Oh. Uh, big big hands in the 407. What's up, big hand? <laughs> One of the more popular heretics. Hey, man. You tell a little hairy little bastard. I wasn't in... I wasn't in a uh, freaking cahoots with him, or ugly little monkey man. <laughs> <laughs> well, why is he throwing your Why is he throwing your name out there? I don't know. Uh, I'll be down there in a minute to braid and shave his back hair real nice for him. All right, thank you, big hands. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if we could stop the gang rape, Dub. No. It seems like it's gonna get out of so control. So we have just have to watch and enjoy. I want to talk to Heretic Zeppelin, who's back in the back. Just for a second. Let's hear it for Zeppelin. One of the originals. We haven't seen him in a while. People were wondering if he was alive. He, as it's well documented here in the hideout, he had a nasty breakup with his fiance, Miss Cottontail. Uh, you would, you were in such a deep depression. You said you wanted to go back to Iraq because you have served our country. Thank you very much for that. Then you went AWOL. How you doing? You look really frazzled back there in the back. I'm doing all right. <laughs> this isn't good. What's uh? How's the job going? Is the job going all right? Yeah, it's going all right. I've been busy. Well, that's good. Though you've been have you uh, have you been keeping busy with work or other things? A little bit of both. What are the other things? Recreational drug use? No, I can't do that. But good. I did, I did buy a new assault rifle. <laughs> My drug of choice. All right. <laughs> Ammunition. I get you. Hey, can you get me a good deal on one? Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, Tommy actually does want a gun, which is shocking. No, it's not. And I, from what I understand, you don't have to have a license to own a gun in Florida? No. You have to have a license to carry a concealed weapon. Yeah, you don't need to conceal it. Talking to the mic, we're on the air, Misfit Man. I know you're drunk, but. <laughs> you're, you're, you don't need a concealed weapons permit to own a gun. Okay, but you, but you need one to carry one on your person. All right, but you can just right, own a gun, right? What do you yeah. know about this, Tommy? What You'd been doing a little research? Yeah, a little bit. And I was uh, looking at, at guns online with Misfit Matt. And what did you guys find? Uh, I still haven't decided what I want yet, exactly. I'll probably have to go look around. and. But you, there's only a three-day waiting period, and you don't have to have a license. No. Is that true, uh, Zeppelin? That is absolutely true, and you can carry the piece in your car as long as it's in a holster with yes. a strap over the back, anywhere in your car. Like this to work. Yes. <laughs> you scary bastard. <laughs> this is frightening. I'm not going to lie to you, this is frightening. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. Why do you want a gun, Tommy? I've always wanted a gun. Do you really think it's smart with your anger issues that you have a... Because uh, I know your fists are lethal weapons... But do you really want a weapon, uh, like a gun as well? Yes. 
Because if anyone ever breaks in, I want to make them pay very, <laughs> very, very slowly and painfully. So stomach. Zeppelin, yes, sir. I mean, why are you worried about him with his anger problems when I have enough weapons to fight the state of Texas? <laughs> That's true. I, I'm on your side, dude. I'm not worried about either one of you guys. I, if there's a war, I'm on your team. Hey, Vince, why don't we go over to Hefe's house and shoot some guns? I love, right. look, I love Texas, but I would be on Team Zeppelin Bateman. Automatic, sign me up. I'm private. I want to uh, break me in. Whatever. I'm private. saying whatever it takes, okay. dude. I'm not a target. We're on, we're on the same side in this war, brother. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. Do we? Not if you don't want to. <laughs> it's your call. All right, let's take a break and come back, if that's all right, with Zeppelin. And um, I do want to play our new game, Dubs. Okay. Dubs has come up with a game for the heretics. I think it's right up your alley. It's trailer trash. Right, that sounded wrong. I didn't mean to set it up that way. <laughs> well, here's why it's up the uh, Heretics Alley. Tonight, it's Nick Cage movies. All right. We'll take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. Back in here on a Friday night. It's the Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. The Heretics are here and they're surly. I'm loving it. Um, all right, J-Dubs. By the way, thank you to Giant Brian, the first heretic. <laughs> ah, he actually gets applause. How about that? Brought me a good book, uh, yeah. The State of War, The Secret History of the CIA and the Bush Administration by James Risen. I'm going to read that over the weekend. That looks like a lot of fun. Thank you, Giant Brian, for that one. Um, By the way, the drama isn't over. No? Um, C-Lane? Mm-hmm. Remember the whole story about him trying to bang his army buddy's chick? Yeah. Army buddy's here. He's a Marine. The guy he always bad Marine moves. buddy. Marine buddy. My apologies, sincerely. <laughs> and, um, well, I know Navy's the best. And, uh, huh? I'm, Zeppelin, I'm kidding. And the chick's on her way up. Yeah. Oh. So maybe we can get to the bottom of this. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Or her. Uh, 407916. <laughs> Don't tell him what I said. He's got, he doesn't have headphones. It's okay. Um, all right, J-Dubs. First of all, let's start off with a game for the heretics. All right. You want, a particular, you want to pick a particular heretic to play? Who wants to go first? It is a new game called Trailer Trash. The first one's going to be fairly easy. I'm going to start it off very slow. I go with Matt Albert first. Okay. Matt Albert, do not answer. No one answer until after the trailer is over. I don't right. want anybody helping him out. Now, the, what's the idea behind Trailer Trash? I play, game, I play trailer. I beep out the uh, the uh, title and whatever else in the trailer, and you just have to figure out what movie it is. Okay, Tonight very good. Is Nick Cage Night. All right, Nick Cage Night in the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. That doesn't deserve a point. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home. What you looking at, punk? Nothing, I was just admiring your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the end of flight moving today? <laughs> can ruin your whole day. We caught the plane, man! Welcome to... Jailbreak 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. And nobody on this aircraft gives a flight. What are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to fit there. It's time. Experience what critics call explosive, high-energy action. Isn't that your car? A pure adrenaline rush. The whole world in his hand. Get ready and buckle up. Woo! 
directed by Simon West. Thank you, and have a pleasant flight. I like the idea of it being beeped, because it could have very easily been the S-word, and that could have been the title of the movie. <laughs> Altogether, no. Heretics, the name of that movie was... Connor. That's why it was the first one. It was the easiest one. All right, Dubs, let me say this. From now on, when we play Trailer Trash, mm-hmm. I like to add a little wrinkle to it. Okay. Not that kind of wrinkle, but a different one. Damn. Yeah. Um, I say don't give away the theme... Okay. To all of them, and then at the end we could have people guess what do all these films have in common. I like that. All right, here's the. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna think all of the heretics nodding. That's why you have a radio show. Uh, all right, let's go with EJ from the U first. All right, EJ, this let's one's go. gonna be a little bit more difficult. I'm on TV. Hi, Rick Santoro. Hello, Richard Santoro. I'm Richard, and I am the king. Watch carefully. That seem right to you? A beautiful woman alone in a fight. Is about to be committed. Now listen to me, Mr. Secretary. I am telling you, you're the one that's going to be sorry. You will be a witness. And the hardest thing to spot will be the truth. I'm a homicide detective and a material witness. You can't hold 14,000 people. There's 14,000 eyewitnesses! It sounds like he's conducting a very dangerous investigation. Please, Rick. You're all alone on this. What is it? Alright, EJ from the U, do you have it? Yes, I have it. What you is don't it? want to get this in crafts? It's Snake Eyes. Oh, wow. All right, how about a little competition between EJ from the U and Wookie X? All right. Oh. Wookie X, this one's going to be for you. And I... heretics, do not cheat, do not uh, steal, do not ruin it. I want these boys to battle it out fair and square. It's okay for him to conspire against me, but no one can help me out? I would like for you to be the bigger man. Y'all don't cheat at the uh, U, unless it's on tests. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad someone heard that. Uh, all right, here's yours, uh, Wookie X. Time it took you to buy you a ticket. 3.2 minutes. Time it took you to get your popcorn. 2.5 minutes. Time it took them. them, them. Well, let's go, let's go, go. To steal your car. car. Hello, ladies. Okay, let's run. All right, trailer trash here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Wookie X, do you have that one? If not, then uh, EJ from you can go for the steal. Call in 60 seconds. All right, he's a winner. He got it, Dubs. All right. (laughs) So hated. Why do you get two? Because you don't suck. All right, here we go. Here's what the your... hell gay crap was that? Jesus. All right, here's the next one. All right. Well, the lotto jackpot has grown to over $64 million. It all started with a lottery ticket. Wrong? <laughs> An honest cop. And a waitress. Probably you've had good luck your entire life, which is the opposite of me. 
in the middle of a very bad day. You just don't have enough for a tip. I'll live. Lottery ticket? If this ticket wins, I'll come back tomorrow and split the proceeds. And if it doesn't, I'll still come back and leave you a tip. What do you think? What happened next? <laughs> is beyond their wildest dreams. I've got something to tell you. TriStar Pictures presents Nicolas Cage. It's like we're on two different Bridget Fonda. It's like a fairy tale. Rosie Perez. Woman with the heart of gold. <laughs> I love extended long. Uh, EJ from the U, do you know that one? Yes, I do. It is It Could Happen to You. Nice. Good pickup. All right, one more. We take it over to Wookie X right now. It's 2-1 in favor of EJ from the U. Oh, I only have one more? Well, oh. we, no, before we get a break. Okay. Yeah. So uh, 407-916-1041, Maybe if you want to play along. But um, trailer trash here in the hideout. All right, here's the next one for Wookie X. Warner Home Video presents a man. Kirk Han man. Con artist. His partner. You good to go? Is it Paul Poo in the woods? His daughter. We're ready for this. I was born ready. <laughs> Their job today, to take people's money. No, no, no. They give me. Their money. Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage, Sam Rockwell, Allison Lohman in a Ridley Scott film. What's up, sucker? Alright, what is that one, Wookie X? That's awesome. It's Matchstick Man. Wow. These I, people know they're Nick Cage. That's, I hate them both now. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break, come back. More of Trailer Trash here in the hideout. <laughs> Real Radio 104.1. Friday night in the Hideout Heretics here, Real Radio 104.1, Open Door Policy, sponsored by Taco Bell, providing vouchers to the Heretics to the late night hunger beast. Take it to Taco Bell right now in the middle of a battle. Yeah. Uh, neck and neck. Between EJ from the U and Wookie X on the new game developed by J-Dub's Trailer Trash. It is a movie trailer. You have to guess the name of the movie because it's been beeped out. All right, Dubs, I guess we are back. It's tied 2-2. EJ from the U is up. This all goes back to the competition because uh, Wookie X had some heretics box EJ from the U out from winning the uh, the cash at the money drop at the Mako's gig on Tuesday. So, uh, EJ from the U, here's your next one. And uh, please, this is another easy one. Do not shut out the name until it's done. I've been... Uh... Chasing this guy ever since I joined the force, he he has no conscience and he uh, he shows no no remorse. He's the most dangerous and brilliant criminal mind I've ever known. Tracking him, studying his every every move. I know his every every mannerism, facial tick gesture. I know him better than he knows himself. And now, after all this time, I finally figured out a way to trap him. I will become him. I don't care if I live. You're not having any fun, are you, Sean? Try terrorism for hire. We'll blow some stuff up. It's more fun. Plan B. Let's just kill each other. 
It gives you chills, doesn't it? EJ from the U. What was awesome, that one? Awesome. Face off. <laughs> Face off. All right, back in the hideout. We're ready at 104.1 Friday night. Last, uh, I know. I Trust me, Tommy, it's killing me that all this it's is a hit. Yeah, all right, here, um, here we go. Let's... Uh, Let's roll with the next one for Wookie X Trailer Trash. All his life, Benjamin Gates has searched for a treasure no one believed existed. Don't you get it, Ben? The treasure is a myth. Yeah, I refuse to believe that. But what he thought was the final clue... 108 years of searching and I'm three feet away. ...is only the beginning. The Declaration of Independence. You think there is a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence? The map is invisible. Why would we make this up? Where's your proof? We don't have it. Wiley, get down! Did Bigfoot take it? What do you see? Nicholas Cage. Wookie X, what was that? I haven't even seen the movie yet, and I know it. National Treasure. Oh, good job. <laughs> the hatred is just deep. <laughs> it kills me inside. It does. Um, no, I'm sure it's the cholesterol. <laughs> 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 All right, it's tied 3-3. Three, three. one to talk, Cafe. This one's about, trust me, I'm in better shape than you. Um... Nice belly. I'm sure you haven't seen it in years. All right. First time I... All right here's, the, here's the new one. The first time I met Ed was in the county lockup in Tempe, Arizona. You're a flower you are. A day I'll never forget. I do. You bet I do. Okay, then. My lawless years were behind me. Our child-rearing years lay ahead. But <laughs> biology conspired to keep us childless. You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby pie. They got more than I can handle. At the time, his little plan seemed like the solution to all our problems. And the answer to all our prayers. He's beautiful. What? Are you kidding? We got us a family here. <laughs> Hey, you want to know another thing? I'm going to be a better person from here on out. Let's go get Nathan Jr. A comedy beyond belief. Well, it ain't Ozzy and Harriet. Uh, EJ from the U, you know that one? Yeah, that would be Raising Arizona. All right, congratulations. And we're out of time. EJ from the U is the winner. Come on. All right, you got one more? Yeah, we can do we can do one or two more. All right, for Wookie X. I I have a feeling if he gets this one right, then we're gonna have to play the next one, and the first one to shout out the correct answer okay. will be the winner for the tiebreaker. That's if you get this one right, Wookie X. It's a film where a girl appears to be murdered. She had no name. Any information I thought you might be able to help. Until he uncovered the truth. The film is real. No. I'm trying to understand. How far will he go? Dance with the devil. The devil don't change. The devil changes you. In the name of justice. You know we're not to finish this comeback. Academy Award winner Nicholas Cage. No! Rated R. Well, KX, what was that? 
That movie was actually kind of a turn on for me, eight millimeter. Uh, yes, Matt Albert. Just give the answer. Don't talk. Uh, <laughs> it is radio commentary. There's nothing wrong with it. All right, it's so a hideout roll radio 104 point. All right, All right, first one. The first one to shout this one out will be a winner. Okay, this is the tiebreaker. EJ from the U. Oh, I'm going to kill myself if I lose. Versus Wookie X. Murder, suicide. And. Thank you. Go. What if angels walked among City us? City of Island and on City of Angels, EJ from the U. Wookie X extends his Don't hand. Oh, oh, EJ from the other oh. almost knocked him the hell out. Lame. It's too bad he don't have the balls for it. Oh. Wow, you're dumber really? than you look. Yeah. Wow. Really? Seriously? Come on. All right, let's take a break and come back. What if uh, do we have to play it? Yes. I was hoping a Garden Kess uh, trailer would be in there. I was thinking about it. If I want her to. Fell in love with one of us. I would like to play the full thing, but C Lane, his non girlfriend, and his Marine buddy are all here. I'd like to bring them in studio to do the official questioning. Uh, we'll get you caught up on that story and everything next. Heretics, make room for three mics so we can bring everybody in. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wrapping up a Friday night, another successful week in the Hideout. Heretics here at Real Radio 104.1, open door policy. Sponsored by Taco Bell. Providing vouchers to the heretics. Insomnia has its advantages. Because Taco Bell is open late. All right, one of the things, I guess it was this, I think it was last week. Um, or maybe even Monday, Monday came out. It was Monday, you're right. C-Lane, one of my guy friends. C-Lane, our unpaid intern. Um, our unpaid producer, sorry. Uh, <laughs> has a very good friend, very good to the show. He's a very good guy, like him a lot, Brophy who was in the Marines and who was going out of town for seven months to serve our country. Let's hear it. Got a lot of heretics who are in the military. He's just another one of those good guys going off to do some good work. Um, God's work, the president uh, yes. will, will tell us. So he's headed overseas. Christ construction. Yes, exactly. Um, but regardless, going overseas, and he's got a uh, beautiful girlfriend who uh, hangs out a lot uh, with him. Being the good girlfriend, probably not want to hang out with the boys from the hideout on Friday yeah. night, but she loves her man, and this is what he likes to do. She comes up. We'll call her uh, Knightley, because I can see a little bit of Kira Knightley there. <laughs> so I was going with Winnie Cooper. Um, well, then Tommy would get her, and that's, that's a All right. long that's, story. That's a it's a long story, and I did that one just to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> so... The thing is, and that we've all been wondering, because I know you went, Brophy, you went out of town for a couple of weeks, did a little, I guess, training on your way to leave for seven months, and I noticed something. Um, I like to say that I'm a good study of, you know, human nature, and I notice, you know, nightly hanging out with Sea Lane. When sea you Lane moves quick when you aren't around. <laughs> now it's one of two things. Actually, I'm pretty positive what it is. Yeah. Okay? I'm pretty sure it's a matter of, hey, we're friends with C-Lane anyway, and if you look at him, uh, Uncle Buck, Big Baby, <laughs> yeah. he's so non-threatening, 
True. So asexual. So that, John Goodman. Right. <laughs> that if uh, you were to hang out with a guy but not a guy, this is the guy you would hang around with for seven months because you would have no sexual interest and you could stay faithful. It's a safe bet. To Brophy. Mm-hmm. All right? That's what right. I'm thinking. Okay. Now, I'll ask you nightly, am I too far off on that? That it's a little bit safer to hang out with a sea lane because he's just so unattractive that, you know. <laughs> I mean, be honest. They're in here in the hideout. It's okay. No, sea lane's a great friend. No, he's. And it's nothing to do with, with safety. Okay, not at all. <laughs> all right. Now. I think I'm hearing some. Uh, <laughs> here's what I'm worried about. And, Brophia, you can comment on this. Um, your mic's on. It's on. It just the, the light's broken. There you go. Now, out of all your guy friends, and I don't know how many you have, right? If your beautiful girl had to hang out with any of them, would you rather it be ceiling yeah. because oh, yeah. of what C-Lane. I mentioned before? Oh, yeah. Because of him being completely asexual and right. essentially a big child. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> and I know. Thanks. And Thanks, here's, guy. here's the thing. I know that doesn't even enter into, into Knightley's. Um, like thought process mm-hmm. now because she's so head over. I've gone to your MySpace profile, <laughs> downloaded pictures. Yeah, that's not. Hey, uh, not at all. I'm Don't on the radio. About it. If it was any of them, but I'm on the I'm on the radio, so it's okay. Um, it's just a right click and save. Show prep. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so don't mind the tucking. Now here's the thing about it. I see this, and I know you're so in love with Brophy. It doesn't even matter. Here's mm-hmm. what worries me. Okay, because you're a young hot chick. I worry. I know why you're hanging out with Sealand because he's not threatening. What worries me is that Brophy's going to be gone for seven months, and that's a long time. And girls have needs. Uh, we we don't like to think about it, but the girls do have needs. And what what worries me is one night, you know, again you hanging out with Sealand to have no. Feeling in your genitalia, you know what I mean? Like, so, that, so that there's nothing going on. So nothing tenses up or gets right. uh, moist. Right. Uh, you know, like four months into the seven months, I worry that you're going to get... You might chubby chase. Right. You may get a little worrisome. You may, like, needy. You know, like... Well, you know, Brophy's gone. He's not going to be back for another three months, and I have needs. I mean, it takes a long time to go hogging, but that's seven months right there. And that you may have a moment of weakness in C-Lane, the two of you there, drunk. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And I think C-Lane would be presented with the opportunity. I, look, I no, Listen, I know it seems odd, <laughs> but I honestly think four months from now, with Brophy being out of town... And somehow you may rationalize in your mind, well, it's with C-Lane. And it doesn't count because he's not even a guy. You know? He's like a doughboy. It's like having sex with, like, you know. Right. Like having sex with a a batch of cookies. Or like an overstuffed pillow. Mm -hmm. What I worry about, C-Lane, in her moment of weakness, which guy will you be? Will you be the stand-up guy to say, hey, Stand-up guy. Don't do it. Which, which guy are you going to be, C-Lane? Don't do it, or would you take advantage of Knightley in her moment of weakness? Stand-up guy. Don't do it. it you, you wouldn't do I say do it, whatever. Oh, okay. I, I say you bend her over now in front and say, hey, whatever, you're leaving. But that's me. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you, Brophy. Yeah. Let me ask Thank you this. You. 
Would you be willing to give C Lane? That's enough of your finger. No, 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 no. Hold on. Would you be willing to give C Lane the okay that if she did need to be with somebody, you would rather it be C Lane than anybody else? And if she has a moment of weakness, instead of going off with some guy that potentially she could fall in love with, <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would at least allow C Lane to use his mouth to please her and him not get any pleasure. Oh, there would be nothing left of her. No, no, it just I couldn't I couldn't come back after knowing that C Lane had done that. Yeah. Tainted me. Yes. Right. Oh, oh right now. come on, come on, friend, right. come on, good friend. Yes, Misfit Matt. Actually, C Lane has already written a song. It's called "Just Because I Look Like Louis Anderson Doesn't Mean I Can't Take Your Woman." <laughs> I want to bang your chicken. Uh, I like the Louis Anderson. I understand why you're so excited. It was good. Uh, just sitting there raising his hand like he knows the answer in class. I just wanted to get this out. I wanted to know whether or not so you'd give... Ceiling. Whether right, Whether or not you'd give the okay. So, bro... Just, like... Here's the thing. I would honestly give the okay. Because... Now, here's here's the contract. Instead of her going out and possibly being with another guy, mm -hmm. a real man, <laughs> I would say you have a get-out-of-jail-free card for C-Lane to pleasure you orally. He can't. You can't do anything to him. You guys can't have sex. But if you really have to, I will allow that. Digits? She doesn't need no. C-Lane for that, though. Mm, I mean, there's the difference, I think. I don't know. I'd to, do you worry about this at all, going overseas for seven months? No, not really. Can't Good. I don't think you should, because I think you guys are way in love, and I think everything's going to be okay. Here's the thing, though. I can see C-Lane already. Like like a big, fat clown like John Wayne Gacy. Uh, trying Sorry, to, spreading the line. Trying to... Right. <laughs> trying to pull something... crawl space ready. Trying to pull something over on your chick. Seen him painting pictures back there. We'll keep an eye out, all right? All right. I just need her number so I can check in and, oh. make, sure, <laughs> and make sure everything's okay. Well, best of luck, Brophy. When are you leaving town, man? I'll be out of here about the 22nd of this month. 23rd, all right. Well, definitely month, so. come back and hang yeah, out with us. We love having you guys around. See you, Lane, F you. Um, as I know, here's the thing. He said he'd do it. He said it. Oh, I heard. I listened that day. And the thing was, the he thing was earlier that day, he said you need to listen. Not to say anything when I came. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Oh. I like to think they're dead. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't breathe. Don't breathe, bitch. <laughs> this is called the Bundy game. All right. Of my guy friends. All right, well, there it is. Uh, thank you to all the heretics for coming out on this Friday night. To the newbies, to the, uh, to the regulars, good seeing all of you. We're all going to head out and party at the undisclosed location. And uh, tomorrow night, SBK Live. Then uh, Monday, wake up with the Monsters in the morning. Shannonburg Middays, Phil Spot in the afternoon. Hide out back at 7. Go Predators! Yeah. Arena Bowl! Yeah. Coming up Sunday, of course, uh, the Monsters out there. And go Mavericks! Boo. F you guys, whatever. 1 0, bitch. Uh, dubs? Be somebody, always talk good. Uh, question everything and stay classy. Hideoutheretics.net, realradio.fm. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I kiss out of my guy friends. No, I kiss Dude. a lot of my guy friends. No, I like penis.
I wish I know how to quit you. I have to pee. I wish I know how to quit you. I have to pee. I kiss a lot of my guy friends. I have to pee. The closet starves me, and when I get the chance, I gorge till it sickens me. I kiss a lot of my guy friends. I kiss a lot of my guy friends. I have to pee. I appreciate it. The high down is a great show, and it just makes me want to say, it's still with me, Sam. Shut up! Stop it, you wee, you baby! Shut up! I used to make long lists of guys I had crushes on. Shut up! Stop it, you wee, you baby! Shut up! Doing the butt. Shut up! Oh, give me a cookie! I'm sorry if I don't like chicks. I was an idiot. I'll be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on my heart. Step on my heart. Kick him to the floor. Cause I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I doubt. I, 5,000.